Welcome to the 1-1. One, one. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 144 is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. And it's a magical day here on course, Ascot Racecourse at the 1900 Bar. And I'm recording alongside Terry Layton and Daniel Cripps. Go, fellas. G'day, BJ. G'day, Terry. It's, uh, it's good to be back. I think this is turning to a bit of an annual tradition for us. Uh, the opening day at Ascot, I, I sort of text you guys a couple of weeks in advance and say, pencil me in because, yeah, for me, it's uh, Christmas. D- it's Christmas, yeah. So it's Christmas um, comes early. Yep, exactly. So it's been a bit of a, you know, another Belmont season that seems to have dragged its heels. So, yeah, like most of WA, I'm just so pumped to be back here. The track's looking good. Mm. It's looking green. So what more do you want? Mate, I saw you. Uh, I was. I, I know you, and we've always we've spoke about it many times. That your uh, your bread and butter, so to speak, is Ascot. But when you chucked up that tweet in the last week or two about uh, sort of the figures mid year compared to the figures uh, at Ascot, um, well, is it Ascot or peak? When, when peak season? Peak season. I've marked peak October season as October too. through to May, which is basically yeah. Ascot. Yeah, yeah, the Ascot yeah. season. It, it's quite incredible. Um, the level of variance, I guess. Well, not variance. The level of uh, I don't know results over a, a long period of time, but um, yeah, definitely a good time to get yeah, involved in the, um, racing. Yeah, yeah let's, well, go, let's go the early little plug. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what Terry's alluding to was uh, um, pretty good sample size now too. Just about to tick over a thousand bets. Been doing it for uh, ever since August 2019. So from October through to May, the service has gone at just under 30% profit on turnover, whereas from June through to September, it actually loses and goes at about negative 2%. So look, I mean, we're gonna have to think about that when we when we get to June, but right now we don't really have to worry about that because that's next year's problem. So really pumped for the next eight months to head down, bum up and hopefully uh, make some money. Yeah, it's, it's hard, isn't it though? Because you can't just sort of say, well, I'll have three or four months off. The data says maybe you should, because you do need to steal the fluency in the form and mm. you sort of, so it's a it's a difficult one in that sense. But I mean, I think being aware that you have a quieter patch every year, you can look at ways to improve it or work on something else or lower unitage and bet more when you're actually going strong. As you said, the the sample size, it's not just over sort of a year, That that's that's a thousand bets. That's getting up to a proper sample size where- Yeah, increase your state tell, during telling your a story. Period. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now, and I think that's what I will do. Uh, I actually did take a whole month off in the winter in August, uh, which was really nice because while I wasn't really paying much attention to the races at all, I just saw there was just seemed to be wet track after wet track. And even with a month off, it still felt like it was a long winter. So mm. potentially next year, I definitely wouldn't take four months off, but we'll 100% take one month off again, potentially two. Might depend on how far the blues are going into September. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Blues, it's been a big, big month for the Cripps family. Congratulations to your brother Paddy, Brownlow medalist in the family now. Yeah. Um, unbelievable stuff. Great yeah, count was. and just a fantastic result for a fantastic footy player. Yeah, exactly. We were just speaking about off-air, BJ. I, um, I'm i probably the most unemotional person you've ever met. Like, even with racing, I can have a horse that's yeah, a- I've seen you after a couple of <laughs> A gripping beat. And I reckon someone should have taken a gap only a week ago and they didn't take the gap. Uh, anyway. And um, anyway, yeah, so nothing much really phases me, but yeah, when the uh, last lot of three boats got read out, I was just a blubbering mess. I couldn't stop crying. And I think on reflection, a couple of days later, I was thinking about it. If he'd won it in 2019 when everyone expected him, he was just on that upward trajectory where everything, not team-wise, but individually-wise, was coming easy to him. Then. Probably wouldn't have meant the same, but to see him go through two tough years with injury-wise and start to get 
I guess, a little bit of negative publicity from the media and even his own fans. So, And to see what the amount of work that he put in last off-season to get back to his best and now he's back up the top, yeah, it was, um, it was pretty rewarding. And, yeah, definitely, um, yeah, it's credit to him. Saw some great footage of your your parents and your brother as well um, after after the count all finished. So um, must have just been yeah, just uh, absolutely you know awesome occasion for the family. Yeah, so exactly. Congratulations. Yeah, they're the same as me. They yeah. we're such a close family, so we ride the bumps with him, and you know we all feel like we've been you know down a little bit the last two years. So mm-hmm. that'd be yeah, the same as me, just emotional and proud. And yeah, it was a, I heard it was a pretty good night over there. Apparently, <laughs> Mum got the three votes and Dad picked up the two. <laughs> <laughs> I see they've already got a yeah. Brownlow medal around his neck up at Northampton as well. Oh, I did they? Yeah. yeah, on the statue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Northampton's going pretty good now. I think we've, yeah. we basically won every uh, medal there is to win. We, Josh Kennedy's obviously won the Coleman. Uh, it's premiership players. Paul Haysby run a rising star. Paddy's got the Brownlow. So I think the Norm Smith might be the only one we need. Next yeah, year. Right. Next year. Yeah, you'd, you'd cop a little Norm Smith Premiership. Brother, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Here, mate, you might be having six months off of that. So you might be taking peak season off if that's the case just while you recover. Now, Cripper, there was, there was a, more than one or two moments in time where I thought it might just be me and you uh, this Thursday because the guru really uh, hit his stride in the Calgary round last weekend. How are you? PRG? Yeah, a million bucks, mate. Yeah, a million bucks. Yeah, <laughs> feeling tremendous. So, no, it was a good week in Kalgoorlie, as uh, as it always is. Um, so, we, we spoke to you on the show. Uh, in, Did we? In the lead up to Hannon's Day, uh, Brad McManus was doing the ironing at the, uh, the hotel right. room. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, give the listeners a bit of a blow by blow. What sort of, what were the highlights from uh, from uh, that moment in time until uh, you touch back down? Uh, well, I guess just my, the thing that I'll, if I, every time I remember this trip, it'll be how much we picked on Brad for going up $3.30 <laughs> can't be done on this uh, Thursday morning for Saturday. Uh, and it's, um, and he told us it's a moral and it jumped $36 bet fair SP, which is one of the biggest trips of all time. And mm. tell you what, it, it won like a pretty good thing after doing a fair bit of work as well. So uh, we'll give him a little bit of credit there. We'll give him a little bit of a, a pump up there. But uh, no, just, oh, I just like getting out there and seeing people. A lot of people only see once a, once a year, to be honest, a lot of Calgary locals or people that travel in for the round and, yeah, you just uh, it's just racing comes together. I imagine it'd be something very similar in Broome, which I'd like to tick off uh, next year and get up there next year. You forgot about the uh, the main highlight though. Oh, of course I forgot about the main highlight. Geez, you were sending me in there. I reckon you were sending me that way too, weren't you? Uh, yeah, Evelina winning was uh, was something. We um, uh, Nick and I bought her from uh, Darren Taylor, I think, um, a few months ago, and we got a pretty good group of owners in. Uh, a few of the regulars on this show: mm-hmm. uh, Laith, uh, Laith Anderson, Tommy Johnston. Um, yeah, lots of lots of very good lads uh, in the ownership group, and um, we drew sticky, and we were a little bit concerned. We were pretty confident going into the race as a group that if we got the right run, we'd be hard to beat. But uh, yeah, there's something about being on course, owning a winner, being eleven beers down uh, <laughs> that you can't quite uh, you can't quite replicate. Nick, we spent the week with Nick Carapolotti, who's become a a very good mate, and um, he's the only trainer to train two winners. Over the round. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. I'm is not she, 100% on that, but I yeah. think so. Terry, by cutting there, uh, speaking of Nick Carapalotti, I saw him, he put a photo on Facebook of you, you guys for the round. And I uh, just want to know, when did you join the Peaky Blinders? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's not bad. See, that's actually not my. It's actually not my cap. I went there capless, uh, and I was burnt to. I, was, I burnt to a crease after about twenty minutes, and I had sun cream on, and I was under an umbrella, and it was like twenty three. So I don't know what was going on. So Nick said, "Mate, you need to wear this." I lobbed, I lobbed it on, and Brad goes, "You're actually pulling that off." So I said, "It's actually at my house now." Nick didn't actually get it back. So. Yeah. I tell you what, bold, tax, tell you bold what, tactics if, uh, without a hat. If Clint got caught, uh, yeah, if Clint got caught three D, it might have had the little uh, the little razor blade of the window. <laughs> Oh, that's a bit harsh. We don't know that. That didn't come out as the joke I was hoping. But, uh, yeah, good ride and uh, very happy and uh, she'll win again in a week or two. I and uh, Nick did what uh, LK couldn't get those 1-1 colours over the line for the very yes. first victory. Yeah, no, it was uh, yeah very exciting to uh, to get them over the line and to prove they aren't cursed. After New had uh, New had geez, ran some brave races, <laughs> New had did, but just couldn't get the job done. So look, Nick's making the move up to um, yeah. I, I I couldn't speak any higher of, of what it's like to own a horse with uh, with Nick, and he's making the move up to Bunbury later this year to train full time. So if you are looking to get a horse or want to get involved with uh, an up and coming trainer, I'd hard yeah I couldn't push him. Uh, uh, any harder um, and, and I think his results are speaking for himself he's getting horses from Darren McAuliffe and he's getting horses from um, oh, good trainers and, and he's getting them all to improve and that's just with his um, yeah just with uh, I think the individual touch which he's giving them all so um, yeah get involved actually uh, BJ I think it would be remiss of us not to play the last uh, couple hundred metres again see if you can hear us on the line Bradley Nick and I on the fence. Can we get a little replay up? Can our producer Eva, work that type of magic? The mighty Evelina. Mighty Lena. All right, I think that can be done. Let's do it. No whispering's gone to the lead here at the 550, led by more than a length. Spring to Life is running second. Up there, travelling in third spot, coming to the turn is Evelina. Over on the inside, next of all, as they straighten up at the 350, sat Nina. And behind those then, over on the outside, looking to make up ground at the head of the others there. His military beat with 200 left to go. And now on the outside, Evelina reaches the lead. It's Evelina that's gone to the front from No Whispering. It's kicked away. Evelina's got the them done. No whispering will run second. Then the stable mate military beat, but Evelina was too good. Evelina has won. Just on that, uh, the horse, what was, sorry, what was the horse's name that Brad went up $3.30 again? Can't be done. Can't be done, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Riley Morgan, actually. Oh, bu- I remember and during the day, he's going, he's going like, oh, eight bucks, lads. They've gone up eight bucks elsewhere. What did, what, did, what, did, what did Brad what? Oh, he just kept chipping. He, kept, yeah, chipping, he kept chipping away, yeah. He just yeah. took a one bet at a time and then... Yeah, because Riley said that every year the Fernie family has one horse that they've, yep. target, they've set for the round and he rec- and Riley uh, identified that can't be done as that horse. Man, I reckon they were crooking him for going mm. up pretty short as well yeah. because the others, well, I don't know where they followed, but yeah, um, yeah the others uh, didn't go up anything too expansive, but uh, no no love for Betfair. Uh, they, they didn't know. Whatsoever, so I certainly did not. So it was a uh, let's gallivant Hannon's victory, a Stafford's mm. lad, Calgary Cup victory. Uh, tremendous result. Not it, the Pierce brothers are flying, but tre- tremendous for Tash Faithful, who we had on the show uh, a month or so ago, and just it's really continuing her trajectory into um, into like that leading leading group of um, established riders here in Western Australia. And um, Danny Mo- uh, Danny Morton's first Calgary Cup, and a great. Result that because um, Sean O'Donnell and Dan go go back a long way. Sean was apprenticed to his father Len back in the uh, I think it was late eighties, early nineties. So there's a lot of history there um, within the within the family. So it was a, a ter- tremendous round all round, and um, I guess the guru and many others will be back to do it all again next year. Um, so yeah, we touched on. Um, 
the tremendous Evelina result wearing the 1-1 colours for a great group of owners. Big thanks again to Tommy Johnston and uh, Riley Morgan for filling in last Thursday. And shout out to Riley with his um, Subiaco reserve side winning the Waffle um, Grand Final last Saturday knocking off West Perth. So Riley's a premiership player. So winners everywhere. Winners everywhere. Winners win. Winners All right, win. before we move into... Um, the opening of Ascot preview, just a quick mention, inspirational girl, Theresa Wire, very a bit stiff in the Turnbull Stakes last Saturday, but she's still on track for the Caulfield Cup. And uh, Triple Missile will be racing uh, for Lindsay Smith at Race 4 Caulfield this Saturday. That is the uh, West Coast flavour um, over on the East Coast this weekend. So, fellas, let's take a quick break and we'll be back for the start of our Ascot opening day preview. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Ascot opening day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, Daniel Cripps, we're teaming up to record episode 144 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's uh, quarter to 12 on Thursday, the 6th of October. York today, one of Terry's favourite hunting grounds. Leonora Cup Day tomorrow on Friday. Ascot and Mora Cup Day on Saturday. And then we turn our attention to Ladies Day at Geraldton on Sunday. Stay tuned. And don't forget, PJ, to stay tuned. 144 episodes in, I still forget, uh, throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City mates, get out. Stakes, competition. And we have week five. Semi-final number one of the uh, WA Racing Mastermind <laughs> module competition. We have a Scotty Embry, the hot favourite, taking on Michael Heaton later in the show, who gives himself a little bit of a chance. So two good mates going toe-to-toe. Mm, two good mates. That's semi-final number one. Next week will be semi-final number two of the uh, Media Mogul Tournament. Jay Rooney, Rooney and Taylor. Rick Taylor. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that one. The winners go through to the final in two weeks' time. All right, what's happening in the wonderful world of Betfair, Terry? Um, not much, just just writing. Just yeah. doing some yeah, doing some writing, some written previews. Already done it actually, pre-odds. So I'm gonna have to go back and change a couple if the odds don't change. But uh yeah, I don't give away my odds uh, online anymore. You can actually blame Kriver for that because he said that's probably given away a bit too much. So anyone that enjoyed that aspect of it, you can um, blame Kriver. <laughs> <laughs> throw you under the bus completely unnecessarily. Yeah. I just don't think the juice was worth the squeeze. <laughs> I agree. All your best intentions. Is <laughs> I agree. All right. So, um, yeah, so if you want to um, check anything out in regards to um, education or uh, previews, uh, learn a bit more about the game. Go to the Betfair Hub, betfair.com.au. Gentlemen, we've been waiting for this for a long time now. Let's get cracking on the opening day of Ascot. And we'll start with the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Rail out in the three-metre position, no rain leading into Saturday, uh, good for anticipated with, I think we've got some southwest wins um, to kick things off on the weekend. Terry, thoughts, Cripper thoughts how, uh, on the uh, how you're viewing your initial view on the track? Yeah, rail at three metres, like you said. Mm. Usually quite a fair pad, southwesterly wind, but very light. I, won't, I don't think it will be too much of a hindrance to horses that are racing without cover. So, yeah, I'll go in expecting a quite a fair track, but in saying that, as usual for me, especially on Saturdays, I'll be focusing on horses that are settle handy to the speed. Yeah, we're sitting atop the 1900 bar, probably one of the best views on course. 
the, the rail is just getting set up as we speak. There's a lot of activity, uh, as you can imagine, leading into uh, opening day. But, um, you know, from, from our vantage point, the track just looks magnificent at the moment. So um, top job to uh, the, the curators that, to get it. The, not only the track but the grounds as well everything just looks fantastic and uh, big thanks to James Oldring the CEO of uh, Perth Racing for uh, allowing us to record on course this afternoon in such a uh, picturesque setting so um, very much looking forward to I think or everyone looking forward to getting back to headquarters this Saturday alright let's get stuck in race one is the Amelia Park initial plate for over the 1000 metres the first race for the two year old season we had eight nominations for the race all eight Accepted. A um, little bit light on uh, numbers wise, but there's uh, there's a bit of talent in this uh, opening two race of the year. Um, Terence? Oh, jeez, I was hoping you didn't throw to me. <laughs> well, I know I know Cripper's not a huge two year old man. So um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm not going to be getting involved here. Um, yeah, the, what you see is what you get. I think with a few of these trials, the thing I, I found interesting, I watched Brave Halo's trial against a lot of good men, and I saw Brad went up like two forty versus twenty ones. Yeah. I thought Brave Halo was a real, really strong, probably just as good a trial. But I'm not going to back an unraced horse from Barrier Eight who's probably going to drop out to last. So I'd, um, I'd a tiny bit on twenty one dollars. Yeah, Brave Halo. Yeah, yeah I, I thought, I probably. I should have done the I same. Thought the, honest, um, I thought the, I thought the differential. The, yeah, and I thought the trial of a lot of good. Uh, the the trial wasn't that. In, um, yeah, um, wasn't as inferior to a lot of good men. Um, yeah. I thought that just held up, exploded late. Uh, the gate makes it a bit tricky, but. Um, 130k uh, purchased. Yeah, that was a weanling as well. So. Um, Did you call me? <laughs> so interesting. Just on the the breeding side of things, Brave Halo and uh, Live to Tell were both. Hundred thousand dollar plus weanlings, mm-hmm. um, so I think we're going to get, be seeing a bit more of this, where where people are going over, and rather than paying three hundred plus for yearlings, they're getting in early and snapping them up yeah. as, as weanlings. So live to tell the favourite hundred thousand dollar weanling, Brave Halo probably start third favourite. I reckon he was a hundred thirty five thousand dollar weanling as well. Um, live to tell Dynamite in its two trial wins from the Simon A Yard, Patrick Carberry in the saddle, uh, a lot of good men. Uh, I like it. Trevor Andrews, Paul Harvey, um, they, uh, they're the two that uh, are dominating the market at the moment. Shell Bell is the only one really that's showing. Better showing respect Dion, yeah. the 400 metre trials. Yeah, two 400 metre trial wins for Shell Bell. Looks a nice moving grey filly. Um, won this race last year with Potshot. Uh, had, had a, has a tremendous record, as Terry said, with the two-year-olds. But uh, for mine, I think Live to Tell and a few good men, a lot of good men rather, are a bit short. I'm, I'm happy with my... $21 on Brave Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they put $21 back up late. Yeah. Have a little each way bet. Very good. Uh, tab Touch. Sorry, here we go. Race two is the Tab Touch. Be better at life. Handicap 2100 meters. Ratings 66 plus. Accelerate now with the Ash Malley Yard. Got the win on the board. Outside leader last start at Belmont, mm. um, which was good. Blackwater money Bay. Came, yeah, money yeah. Came. It did come, didn't it? It's a bit filthy because I had that as a, I wanted to be on. Um, I think it's definitely a, and not a Paddy Carberry horse, like a Sean O'Donnell type mm. of jockey horse, but I didn't have it fine in the fence, which was right, and still too good. Still too and good. And so I'll tell you what, what happened to Sowar? Legless, wasn't he? Couldn't lift him. Yep. Couldn't lift him. Which, which want is, to be there. Which we spoke about this a little bit last week, and Cripper will be on to this as well, as the dry track Ascot 
good track improvers after. I, like, I think just a lot of horses. It's, it's been loving the wet decks. Its best run this prep was on a heavy 10, I reckon. Yeah, so yeah. That's the thing. I think so, so was really enjoyed some of the, the worn tracks. But I think with Bellman as well, can you, I'm not going to be forgiving so well here, but I think sometimes you're, you're stepping on a part of the track which you, the horse might just say, no, I'm, I'm giving up now, champ. That's, that's made me feel awkward. It's jarred me up. It's done whatever. So uh, you won't get that at Ascot. Yes, no excuses for, no uh, excuses, for no. those Unless horses. Unless Kyle Potter stuffed up. <laughs> That's the only reason. Uh, so Hopefully all the races start at the right trip yes. on um, Saturday, so that'll be fingers, that's the main thing. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, Blackwater Bay. Um, Frequent fright. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, does one of, is one of those horses who sort of gets back, runs on, but he, he was pretty good behind Devonia um, at Belmont last start. And then we've got uh, Mystery Island, the uh, the 2J Cup winning import for Lindsay Smith, who currently heads the betting. Um, we're getting involved here, guys. Uh, no, the one thing I, I just saw this race is a really nice map for your three front runners and three inform stayers who can settle handily all with senior jockeys on. It's really hard for horses from behind. So Accelerate leads, finds a fence really hard to run down. Uh, I think Devonia either tags or probably pops out to the breeze. I think it'll just be a better horse sort of being tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Mystery Island easily just pops in behind. Them. May yeah. end up in the breeze if Devonia stays on its back. So um, I can't – look, it just accelerates record at Ascot. That's just too bad. Yeah. Eight goes, no placings. And some of those runs, it's had worldies, like world perfects, and it's yeah. come out at a different track and run a good race next time out so it doesn't go at Ascot so look it's the one I want to be on but I'm not taking 310 can't Mm. do that so look current prices Devonia's a little bit above mine but was that just a half fluky run will it be one that doesn't handle going back to a drier sort of uh, firmer Ascot so um, yeah Mystery Island I think can definitely win Um, 100% can win should be fitter after the win in the 2J Cup Chokeslam form's not great but um, yeah Basically, one of those three, but I don't know which one. I might box a three and a trifecta, and I think it'll be dominated running one from the front. I should be doing more of that. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Change it up. Yeah, change it up. <clears throat> no, I don't do two-year-olds, as you said, and I don't do staying races, so I'll open my account and race three. Yeah, from a tipping point of view, I like Mystery Island, but the price isn't quite there. I was kind of like $4 a field, really. Yeah, um, very similar. So Accelerate currently three three ten, Mystery Island 350, 360 type. So um, Mystery Island's a horse I want to be on, but it's just not quite there at the moment. Um, other than that, yeah, Devonia's just doing really well, with like three wins, seven starts, in, um, progressive sort of staying type and as much as the horse was wide for a large portion of that race, so there was actually a very good staying ride from Lucy Warwick. She got She's moving the best at the yeah. stayers in. And in if you state, even if you look at the splits in the from the sectional data, she was the horse that was moving forward and pinched a length, length and a half on the field, um, rolling into the race with momentum while everything else was sort of strung up and and losing losing ground at a pivotal stage between the six and the four hundred. So she's an outstanding um, rider when it comes to these um, these staying horses. But uh, Devon winner as a trainer yesterday as well. Yes, congratulations. Mm. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel that Jeff- good about it personally because I went guts in with the horse around second, but that's okay. Jafetica yeah. might be a quiz question in time. Might be. Which horse did Terry do his guts on when Lucy was on the first race of the train? So, yeah, we're, we're not, none of us are really all that enthused uh, with the um, – with the 2100 meter race two of the day. But if Mystery Island gets out $4 plus, 420 plus, that might do me, I think, if uh, desperate for a bet in race two. Race three is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap over the 1500 meters. One of Terry's favorite horses in the world is the top weight. It's Tin Snip. Um, uh, Ginger Baker in the market as always. And uh, Henchard coming off seven days after a last start. Kalgoorlie failure is 424.40 as well. Pretty much double figures the rest of the field. Cripper, 
Jerry, who wants to lead the race here? All right, I'll start. Well, mm-hmm. let's do a speed map. So from Barry 7, it looks like Mar Chamley will come across and find the front. Now, the two horses in Barrier 8 and 9 go back, which means that Tin Snip drawn in 10, mm. jumped really well last start. I think Kesha will be able to follow Mar Chamley over and find the breeze with a relative degree of ease. And as you said, Ginger Baker in the market, deservedly so, but just really starting to run out of chances for mine. Test your patience. Mm. I was on Henchard last week at Kalgoorlie. What did you think? Well, the horse never looked happy, but I mean, I'm one of those people that I just can't forgive next start, especially backing up off seven days. You got to get the float home from cow. So, but in saying that, it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if he comes out and just turns his form around again because I like both of his first two runs this mm. time in. And from last prep, he has that rock and nori tricks of the trade form. So, hence why I took $2.50 last week. But I reckon I'm on the same page as Terry here. Not with any degree of confidence but the one that has come up slight overs in my market is tin snip probably was unlucky not to get really close to henchard if not beat that horse last start as we mentioned goes to the breeze right up on speed at ascot early in the day where you want to be best form from previous preparations definitely good to win a race like this and at around 11 bucks i've marked him seven not rushing to get involved but yeah i reckon he'll run a race at each way odds Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I um, you got him going forward as well. Yeah, got him in the breeze. Oh, they have to. I think the barrier is a good thing. Almost, it, it sort of uh, dictates their hand a little bit. And you got horses like Ginger Baker, who I've marked. I've marked Ginger Baker three eighty hints. Uh, tin snip four bucks. So I'm I'm a bit shorter. That's probably fairly aggressive. Probably me telling myself I know what I'm going to be on regardless of what happens here. Um, but as Crip said, we're getting each way at the minute. So uh, it's not a horse I have a huge amount of trust in. Um, but I mean, it's probably time we um, we mended some fences after uh, <laughs> after the two year old. Horse of the Year days. But look, Tim Snip, uh, we threw it out last time, BJ, at about yeah. 50 to 1. And yeah. um, as I think it was – ran a quicker last two than Henshard after getting held up and coming through. And that's not really its go so much. So its win, two wins back, which is a while ago now, was actually from the breeze in a 66-plus. Just mm. the fact that shed all these points, I think it's 83 down to a 72, and, and in, 73. And in this grade as well. Like he's a he's – well, that's, that's where I was He's going a, a double figures chance in, in a race that's got Star Oreo, Tom Standstill, yep. Censure – Rhythm Star, March Amley, Anna's Boys won a maiden. So, like, this dad's big headed struggles to win. Ginger Baker struggles to win. Yep. Henchard's off a seven day backup failure. So, these platinum races just very simply aren't that. Um Aren't that crash hot? So mm. always happy taking on the the point of difference. And I saw enough from Tin Snip last start to make this an easy bet. My thoughts going into this race before I saw any odds were let's try and um, back Tin Snip and save Ginger Baker. But yep. um, it's three thirty at the moment. And talking to Crip off air before, it, it's hard to see where big money comes. So there's a big chance that the three thirty might be sort of uh, as much as you see. And I don't. That's not where I need to be yeah. for my. Um, Probably my first reasonable crack at uh, at Ascot, so I always want to start with a winner at Ascot, <laughs> you know. But I, I, after Dad's big headed, who I've got fourth favourite at ten dollars, I'm ta- time stands still at thirty one dollars. So it's basically I'm writing seven of them off. Okay. All right. Sounds like so. I stick. guess so. We all seem to align there from an optimal price point of view. We do you take the eleven bucks now, or do you even with that? Like you said, you got forties last start, so has a quite a weak starting mm. price profile against yeah. the horse like Henchard. Well, this is your do area, we, so I was going to ask yeah. you. What do you oh, – with seven of them that are so hard to come out, let's – the first thing, oh, so how much of the market needs to pop out? We need it. We're at 125% at the moment. We need to get down to 100% because Betfair obviously will be 100% market by the time they jump. So I look at a horse like Time Stand Still who's 
let's just go moderate price, about 10, 11, 12 bucks. That's got to start longer than that. Censure, as from Barrier 11, that's got to start longer than that. Star, Star Warrior won't get any support. Anna's Boy is a battler. Yes, the yard's flying and it's drawn well, but it's got to wobble from its $12. Dad's Big Headed, seven bucks. I think it'll start not far from that price. Rhythm Star, I couldn't have in a million years. Mm-hmm. Marge Hamley, as the leader, might just naturally stay in the market. Yep. Uh, Henshard's the one, potentially. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, or Ginger Baker could start 240 as well. Yeah, and then that's, so they're the two things. Mm-hmm. It's basically all the right, none of the money's going to come for anything outside the market. So it's how short they had to Ginger Baker or Henshard potentially start popping out to a price. So I'd be taking. With, yeah. with, with Henshard pull, uh, like over racing so fiercely last week, <clears throat> is there? A, do you think there's a chance that they might opt to lead? On Saturday? Henshard? Yeah. Uh, if, if it can. How well did it jump last week? It's not like that's not coming. It's, it almost looks okay, like, but it was never going to leave. Yeah, it almost looks like one of those right. horses that um, either has to be like switched off straight away out the gates or um, or sent f- or like lead. Otherwise, if it sort of, um, if you ask it to put it in a spot early, it sort of gets too keen and yeah, doesn't okay. settle. Yeah. I think they might just be backing Clint back on yeah. the regular Switch him off, to, game yeah, one, get, get cover. Yeah, yep. yep. it's rare Clint will be going. And I, I think with the yard as well, I doubt they'll be saying, let's get out there and be desperate to lead because that's probably what you're going to have to do going forward. They'll probably, seeing it's, it's a young horse, be looking to teach it and get better with time. And back in trip yeah. as well. Yep. Dur- yeah, Durant's um, uh, primarily like their horses to have a bit of cover and be hitting the line. Um, bit of a... Not quite Maddie prices at the moment, but it um, might be Maddie come starting time. I might have something small on Aberdeen Queen. Brad Graham can do to, can do some um, good things with these cast offs, so or recycled horses rather. And her best is she's past her best, but her her um, her best is certainly good enough to to um, go close in this. And I think she's going to be twenty six dollars plus, perhaps bet fair. So yeah. uh, might have something small on Aberdeen Queen, but I think we're all aligned here. Tin snip can't argue there with Aberdeen Queen. Mm-hmm. Currently fifteen dollars. I had a slightly shorter than that, so. Aberdeen Queen, dearie man. Divide a dollar every funny, time isn't I it? back Aberdeen We're Queen. We're talking about back success. in horses like Aberdeen Queen and, and uh, Tin Snip and, um, yeah. Look back at the ginger bag. <laughs> yeah, interesting. All righty, race four is the Crown Perth Handicap. Over the 1,800 metres, was advertised as a 60-plus uh, graduation handicap. It's actually, from a handicapping point of view, it is a 57-plus. Top weight here, Castillo del Lago. Uh, racing quite well without winning one uh, this prep in the Belmont season. Gets back to Ascot. Brad Rowilla in the saddle. Currently heads the market, around $4. Uh, next in line is Queen Alina from the informed Pierce Brothers stable. And then Never Sober is a $5 chance up. Woods, others who wants to take the reins here? Uh, I'll go in here. It's it's a race that sort of drops off the cliff again for me in regards to your top few chances, and then and then sort of the rest. So yeah, I wouldn't thin, mind. Thin, yeah. I wouldn't mind starting on Stylax though. Um, first up for 60, 70 days at the at eighteen hundred meters, a trip it's never been at in the past. <laughs> like, what's happened? What's going on, Fred? Yeah. What's happened here? Isn't that wild stuff? Oh, dearie me. I don't know why I've enjoyed that as much. <laughs> but just yeah, for a horse with a nice little turn of foot, it's a. Funny old placement. So Stylax is probably a moral now. Probably Cornella it would never sober, who I've done my absolute balls on in its last two starts. So, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, never sober. That. He has been saying we're never sober. He wants some cover, and you'll definitely get that here. But uh, he can win without my money. I'll tell you what, i am come to the end of me tether with that horse. Uh, Castillo del Lago, uh, usually Chrissy Parnham going off to be a bit of a neg. Mm. I, I don't mind Brad or Willie going on yeah, this type of horse. I quite front, like it as well, yeah. Um, rolling along. Trust trust is very low. Uh, I'm only about 360, so it's about four bucks at the moment. I, I won't have a bet now. I'll have a look on the day and see if there's any form of wobble in the price. I'll ask Crip what he's marked it because he's usually the marking man for Ascot and the best time to have a bet. Um, but the two I like are the two the market's found. I'm a bit mm. disappointed. I, I thought that I might have got a bit more leeway with the pair and uh, I'll probably be holding fire on Betfair and um, and looking at those two. Queen Alina, top of horse I would never back. Maiden winner, class one winner. Uh, doesn't beat much. Um, but it's the way it's been extending late in its races, I think, from barrier one. It's sort of three the fence here. Improves up to the 1800. Gets in um, just with the 56. Uh, I just think it's a big improver and the 1800 will be right up its alley. So Castillo de Lago gives a big kick. Queen Alina chases late. If I can make both of those some type of result, I'll be happy. Um, but I'm sort of 350, 380 the pair. Mm. That's sort of what I'm thinking. I'd love to have got five bucks each or five and six, but maybe I will late. Maybe I will. What do you Crip. reckon, Crip? Yeah, didn't have much interest in this race at all. Mm. I think Castillo del Lago crosses and finds a front. I don't mind him as a horse and saying that he's starting to lose a bit of trust. I'm not... 100% convinced he's going as good as what he was last prep, but he could be one that does appreciate getting back onto a hard track at Ascot. Uh, I'm asking 480, maybe a little bit long, but yeah, I'd, I sort of think I wrote in my notes, Castillo, we can get each way, so I was mm. probably dreaming there. Agree with you completely, Queen Alina. Like you said, not an ideal setup going mm. from a class one to a 60 plus, but she got back last on a race where they went 10 lengths slower than tempo and just like rounded them up with a degree of ease. So I think she might be quite progressive and probably tags Castillo and will have first crack when that horse does give a good kick on straightening. Really just wanted to mention Never Sober just because I'm uh, looking racing my pet hate. I don't care when jockeys get blocked or whatnot because that happens in racing, but my pet hate is jockeys who lead and go too slow and then don't get going at the 600. And you will not see a worse ride, worse leading ride than Paul Harvey and Never Sober. Grow up, Paul. Uh, start. <laughs> exactly. Grow up, Paul. And uh, yeah, never helps when you're on at 260 and it starts at 70. Any, uh, I was with them. Any, any, um, do you give Paul any leeway because the trainer was that adamant that he wanted the horse ridden with cover. The problem was if you do a very quick speed map, you see that's not a possibility, mm. especially when Rare Case went to the breeze and refused to go on with it and go to the top. But that's probably when you've when you got to show some Yeah, action. maybe. But Paul, what does he claim? Maybe 40 years ago when he was an apprentice, <laughs> but when Paul Harvey is one of the best jockeys this state's ever seen, he's, I know it's all good to listen to instructions, but when he gets out there, he, he's got to go. I'm the man and ride it like he should. Own yeah, the race. Own the race. Yeah. That was. Um, I think. I think. Frustrating. I think. Pont, Lucky you don't get emotional. I think Pont <laughs> has been giving him a bit of a cuddle lately um, on leaders. So mm. I think. And when sometimes it works for you a couple of times, it can become a bit of a pattern rather than a horse by horse There's, individual approach. But I, I noticed there was another just, one. If too. you look, look at the horse he rides and this and the splits and that he does does especially what at the Belmont. The, um, he what just was the leader him a bit of a cuddle. And his boy came. Down the outside, and that mile made. Oh, boy, blue, blue, yeah. blue. He cuddled Again, that. He was given strict, strict, strict instructions on that horse to find cover. Mm. So I think when they don't find cover, the plan is well, we need to go as slow as possible, which sort of mm, it can be detrimental. Late yeah. in races, obviously. Yeah, I mean this this uh, Crown Perth handicap, the the um, the fourth of the day. It's just I don't know. Just when I was doing the the I was 
when I saw the nommies, I was like, okay. And then when I was doing the form last night, I thought, I, I feel like it's a little bit of an underwhelming card talent-wise um, across across the board. And I was just speaking to Cripper. You're looking off, forward to the return to Belmont? Off air. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just surprised that there's just not more um, – quality i think um mm. in the ratings race but we're probably going to get there later in the car but last year kissing all four cheeks graceful girl hot zed and secret plan all won ratings races on this card two years ago truly great inspirational girl shantor dom to shoot all won ratings races on this race on this meeting last year so it has been uh, in recent history anyway a real springboard for those horses moving into the features so i don't know i just um i don't know, i wonder if there's a bit of a, a programming thing where the, the races aren't there to necessarily attract the horses that i'm particularly looking forward to i just like to come back to ascot with a real bang with races chock full of quality but um and, and i just feel like it's a little bit on the thin side so hopefully um, next Saturday when it's the first running of the, the now Eurythmic Stakes, formerly the Northerly Stakes, that a few more of the, the real um, top quality horses start stepping out. I noticed the trials have been strong recently. There's been a lot of good horses mm. trialling. So just looking forward to those horses sort of um, hitting hitting their straps at the Ascot season. But um, that's uh, race four um, done. We better take a break. Uh, because it is time for semi-final number one of our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Media Mogul Tournament. Scotty Embry versus Michael Hayden. Let's uh, bring the boys in. All right, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition. Tournament. Tournament. Semi-final Semis. number Final one. Final four. Yes. Um, first of all, big shout out to the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills since 1899, located at Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Um, the weather's starting to improve rapidly here in Perth. So if you're uh, looking for an adventure into the hills, make sure you drop in and see the publican in Butchie O'Connor, say day, and you'll get the red carpet treatment feed flutter frothies at the Mundaring Hotel and good luck to uh, Butchie Horsey Bread is uh, racing at York today Quillo so best of luck to Toddy Harvey and uh, and Butchie there um, he's tipped a lot in so he deserves a little bit of success so by the time this um, podcast comes out we'll already know the result but uh, good luck to the team there with Quillo first up at York now as I said in the lead in it's semi-final number one of our media mogul tournament they're all competing for the much coveted Friss Award. Now let's bring in our first mogul for the semi-final, Michael Heaton. Welcome back to the show. Hello, boys. I'm happy to be back on the. Uh, this is the Racist WA podcast. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that one. Uh, you, you stayed up last night thinking about it, didn't you, Michael? Uh, how, how are we feeling about your uh, matchup against the current second elect for the entire tournament? He's a uh, Jay Rooney and Scotty Emery have cleared out in uh, all in betting. We haven't held a ticket on you or Brit. Uh, do you give yourself any? Yeah, no, I'm drifting at the moment, but uh, upsets can happen. So we're, uh, we'll see how we go. They sure, they sure can. Hey, Michael, did you? Uh, you know, I know that you're a, you're a Kalgoorlie boy. Did, how how did it feel not being a part of the round this year? Did you miss it? Uh, yeah, I was speaking to somebody the other day. But leading into it, I was content with it, but then once the Wednesday hit, and I just knew the Calcutta would be on the FOMO hit, I was sending. <laughs> A few messages around to my mates asking a million questions, and I think they got the gist that I was uh, uh, pretty antsy about not being there. So they said, geez, you're, uh, you're having some hard FOMO at the moment, and they were dead right. <laughs> Once it hit, uh, no, very disappointing. And I was thinking that I'll be a shoe in next year, but 
I'm actually getting married around mid-October, so oh, I don't know nice. if I'll be able to to go. So it'll be three years in a row if that's the case. What about so, a, what about so a what about a round bucks party? How do you reckon that'll go yeah. down? Somebody threw that idea out. Actually, <laughs> there, might, there might not be a wedding if that's the case. So we'll we poured a yeah, uh, we all poured a Red Bull vodka on the floor for you at one in the morning in the Gold Bar. Don't worry, so you were uh, you might not have been there, but where you weren't forgotten. <laughs> all, right, all right, Michael, let's bring in your uh, your combatant, but your good mate as well, uh, mogul number two, second favourite for the frizz, Scotty Embry. Scotty, hello, Beach. We got uh, Cripper and Terry. We're all here, ready to go for uh, semi-final number one. How's things, Scotty? How's the how's the nerves? You're the you're the hot favourite. Oh, I wouldn't call myself a hot favourite. I think people don't realise that Michael's basically a WA racing historian in his part time. In his spare time, Come but on, lads. hopefully get through. And as long as someone can get Jay Rooney a run for his money, and we get him at the best time, so we've got the buy next week. <laughs> hey, Scotty, are you um? <laughs> Are you at uh, Are you out at uh, Ascot on Saturday, or are you up north at Mora? I wish I was at Mora. I'll, I'll be at Ascot. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's disappointing. The uh, the Mora Scotty's Mora uh, preview is lobbed. Yeah, it's, so, already, it's already live. <laughs> if you need the Mora Cup winner, you can um, yeah you can you can jump on and, and see who Scotty's put on top. But uh, what a what a day of dual code racing, dual. Yeah. Uh, WA racing. Yeah, it's got to be big, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's got a everyone's got a real spring in their step as we march towards the opening day of Ascot and Mora Cup Day, of course, this Saturday. All right, guys, uh, you you know how to play the game. Your names are your buzzers. <laughs> and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer four questions correctly. Terry. Okay. Uh, Scotty Embry, are you ready? Happy Yemen last day, I'm ready. <laughs> Happy Yemen last day. Gee, she's a awesome, she? better be Yemen last day. Uh, Michael Heaton, are you ready? Ready to roll. Okay. Three, two, one. Who am I? I am racing this Saturday. My career is now 35 starts strong with over 50% of that prize money coming in of my prize money coming in my last four outings. Kira Yule, Bo Banovich Edwards, Kesh Duran and Holly Watson are the hoops to have tasted success aboard me. It's a rarity. I will not settle dead last in running. I am only a little Michael. Michael. Jadavi. Oh, very good. He's off the mark. Scotty down at a dollar twenty to uh, to snare Jadavi. I'm only a little now eight year old mare, but I do have quite the cult following. Hashtag Kieran Evans. Uh, <laughs> Stafford's lab used to be my stable mate. Pinjara Cup uh, then ran second to Amasensis, not Amasinus. It's Amasensis. Richie's right. Uh, my trainer would only require a sword if we're, if he were to enter a medieval fight, as he already has a shield. <laughs> I am Jadavi. Very good. Uh, Crips can do the next section. Uh, Last jockey to win on. All right. It's, uh, you need two correct answers to get the point here. Whoever buzz in first goes first, and then we keep going until someone gets it. Very good. Been La- I have. <laughs> All right. Last jockey to win on Rupert's Empire. Oh, wait. No <laughs> <laughs> <I> one. <laughs> nah, sorry. That was an off-the-cuff joke. We'll start now. <laughs> sorry, Scotty. Hey, Scott, buzz in, so... <laughs> Not me, Scott's going to say not me. All right, last jockey to win on, comfort me. Scott. Scotty. Mitchell Pateman. Very good. Very good. Queen takes king. 
Scott. Scott. Joey has a party. No. Michael. Michael. Uh, Brad Rawilla? Yes. One all. Next, sudden death. Cryptic love. Michael. Up to you, Crypt. It's up to you, Crypt. I'm going to dead eight with that. I'm going to call another one one out. Okay, we're going again. I don't like controversy. (laughs) (laughs) Caracapo. Michael. Michael. Michael, yep. Oh, uh, was it Steve Parnham? It was. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Two zip, I tell you what, the, the Betfair market's now $1.78. Bummer stakes, wasn't it? <laughs> it sure yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, we don't need a hero, Heaton. You got the question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael Heaton off to a flyer. Two, Two zip. zip. Here we go. How many do I need? Three or four? Four. Four. Scotty, you need seven. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who rode Boulder... Kalgoorlie Cup winner Stafford's Lad to win the Kimberley Cup at Broome in Scott, July. Michael. Scotty? Chris Nickel. Incorrect. Michael? Oh, I was going to say him. Uh, so was was, what was it? July this year, was it? Last Quickly. year. Three. I've got uh, it now. Two. Oh, one. Here are you. Nah, was, can I have a go? Yeah. Bonnie Police. Bonnie Police. Uh, ah. I'm on a point. I'm ahead uh, of you yeah. now, Scott. All right, still to it. <laughs> Who was the original trainer of Carnarvon Cup winner and Calgary Cup place getter, Native Chimes? Oh, Michael. Scotty? Native Chimes started with Paige Kenny. Incorrect, Michael. Justin Warwick? Correct. Oh, oh. <laughs> there's a boil over looming here. Three zip. You might be sent up to more at this rate, Scotty. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All right. Next question. In what country did recent 2J Cup winner, Mystery Island, begin his racing career? Michael. Scotty? Uh, Japan? Incorrect, Michael. Oh, holding on that too. No, he's Japanese bred but raced in France, I reckon. He's done it. Oh, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Four nil, Michael. Oh dearie me! Thank you, mother, for the rabbit. <laughs> Four nil. Oh dearie me! We upset Scotty. We did. I we kept him. We kept him waiting yes. about twenty minutes. We've, we've we've jabbed him with Rupert's Empire. Yeah. Dearie me, lucky there you've got Leonora and Mora meets to come in the next two days. Otherwise, I don't know how you'd get through the rest of Thursday, Scotty. I'll tell you what, I was definitely sure I was first on Cryptic Love as well, which would have gotten on the board. Who would you have said? Cripple went a little bit soft on that one. <laughs> Who was it on Cryptic Love? Jason Whiting. Yeah, okay. The fish. The fish, yeah. Ooh, I would have nice. said Joey at the party. So yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, really love salt for the wounds. Michael hey, at, le- at least on the uh, At least on the Queen Takes King question, he doesn't manage Brad Rewood. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I thought Mike might need a hand, so dearie me. Uh, Michael Heaton, you've... You've burst in the calculations for the Friss, won your way through to the final in dominant fashion. Congratulations. Another $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. They're starting to pile up now. Thanks, boys. Hopefully I haven't uh, run my grand final race a couple of weeks early. What's the go now? Jay and Britt next week, is it? Jay and Britt, the winner, takes on Michael in two weeks' time. Do you have a preferred opponent? Uh, oh, well, I think anybody other than Rooney would be considered home <laughs> to be Very well done. Rooney well, needs a win too. She's running a lap of that's got after last this Saturday. So <laughs> she, uh, 
Cheers to you. Very good. Congratulations again, Michael. Well played. Scotty Embry, thanks again for being a part of the, the Media Mogul Tournament. And, uh, yeah, always appreciate your time here at the 1-1. You're most welcome. And happy birthday too, Sads and me. Oh, Michael Hayden, mate. Is, oh, is it your birthday? Uh, joint first and thirtieth this Sunday, so not today, but this weekend. Yeah. Oh, you and the Mighty Max are born on the same day, aren't you? Yes, yes. Very good. All right, big right. We- big, weekend big weekend coming ahead. up. Yes, very good. All right, Michael, we'll be speaking to you in two weeks' time for the grand final of the Media Mogul Tournament. Thanks again, fellas. Thanks, mate. See you guys. Thanks, lads. What about that result, fellas? I'd say, uh, oh, shit, I shouldn't have started me. <laughs> I shouldn't have started me like a mentor. Keep this in, Jen. Mm. Um, well, I'm just, I was throwing. I needed a, need a, a fresh mint just to, to get me back on track. Um, yeah, no, I didn't say that coming. Scotty, all of his answers um, were probably exactly what I would have said. Japan, I would have said that. Uh, that's a good question, by the way. You reminded me of, did you watch the Australia West Indies 2020 last night? No, I missed it. Oh, last over, Australia were <laughs> trying to win it, and West Indies just kept dropping these <laughs> sky catches. I was like, Scott kept dialing him first, and just like, here we go, he's coming back down, and then bah-bah. His buzzer management was strong, Scotty. He was in yeah, early. Yeah. Hey? He you was could tell in. he got serious, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. 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 He did, did a bit of a Raymond Reefy, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> Is that like, his name? Yeah. And he's smoking the old Roman Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is fantastic. Probably, no? the, best, probably the best name in, um, yeah, in world sport, besides Dwayne Leverock. <laughs> Dwayne Leverock. So, yeah, so Michael Heaton, he is charged through to the final, and next week it's uh, Mr. Mastermind himself, Jay Rooney versus Britt Taylor in semifinal number two. Uh, we'll get them on the show next Thursday for semifinal number two, and the winner of that, is through to uh, challenge for the Friss in two weeks' time. Uh, thanks again to our friends up at the Mundaring. And, yes, Michael, another $100 voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. Let's take a break. Race five is the Crown Promenade Handicap. Graduation, 60 plus, 1,200 metres. Um, the nominations were so hefty for this particular race that they made two divisions of the uh, 1,200 metre graduation. This is Division 1, and we see a couple of nice three-year-olds here in the form of Bustler and Tiffany Street, and the Michael Lane trained top weight trade war has to be a factor as well. Gripper. Thoughts Bustle's on named after um, you off the uh, long run, isn't it? Left arm over, just bustles to the crease, puts them down the good length, shoulders are bowls a heavy ball. Actually, actually Bustler. Bustler and um, a lot of good men in the first are uh, half relations, actually. So both out of Cosma Domination, which was a uh, Mitchy Pateman ridden horse back in there. Remember Cosma Domination in Albany? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. in the uh, Lex Barber colours. So she's thrown uh, Bustler, who looks like he's a very nice horse in the making and the second favourite in the initial plate, a lot of good men. So nice little broody. Found the word throwing funny. Yeah. Is that the right word we can use going forward or it's just a word that was used back in the day now we continue to use it? We should ask the bloke with the um, the leaf blower downstairs to turn that up if he can <laughs> and, and make it a bit louder. It, it, well. it wouldn't be on course at Ascot without a bit of, uh, right. a bit of, bit, bit of uh, interesting things happening in the background. Cripper, in the uh, Crown Promenade, race yep. five. Yeah, like, like what you said before, mm. BJ, we didn't touch on it in the intro, but this is a car that did look a bit underwhelming from a betting perspective. I reckon we'll learn more this car moving forward rather than really getting stuck in so another race where didn't have a heap of interest and probably a lot more questions than answers uh i guess what do you do with a horse like invictus dominee from a speed map point of view hasn't trialed 
161 days between runs, but blinkers go on. I'd love to see them just roll to the top and if he's fit enough, really try and, I guess, make it a generally run 1,200 metre race. From a market perspective, I actually had Trade War on top. Mm. Uh, he, was, he really got a, a great trial. Yeah, he got a tag last preparation as a bit of a nonny, but if you look, go back and look through his form, it was littered with bad luck and he also ran into some really nice horses like Chevelle de Vaga and Fanta, River Rubicon. Yeah. In saying that, from barrier seven, nearly every horse that's drawn underneath him probably wants that same spot. You know, like they're looking for the box seat, one, one, one out, two back. So I've got him with like three behind him, maybe. Really? Yeah. yeah. So right back, yeah, which, you know, Australia for me then mm. doesn't really make him a betting prospect. And yeah, he's already got his quirk. So even though I've got him on top, definitely not diving into him. Tiffany Street, my next pick, but geez, she's been a little bit underwhelming at two runs in this time and if you go back now and look at her form in retrospect it's actually it's not really standing up i mean just go and cost his crown exactly yeah, yeah and then crown was i know all metal cool. all metal isn't a strong form reference you could potentially forgive her because it did they got a shower of rain just before that race so the track might have been a bit slippery where it was hard to pick up and that's why the leader just was uh kept kicking but yeah another one we couldn't really back I like Valency as a horse. Mm, not like Valency as a horse. But long, drawn yeah. wide, probably goes back. No trial, 70 days. So just a big watch for me. Again, the X Factors Invictus Domini. And look, I'm actually not even going to tell you guys what price I had Bustler because I don't want, when it wins, I don't want Neville Parnham saying after the race, uh, I wish Daniel Cripps was a bookmaker. There <laughs> 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 was that Tony, Tony <laughs> Harvey, wasn't it? But, uh, metal on, wasn't it? Metal on, yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, I've just giving you my marketing order and I've I've got him fifth pick which uh, which shows that I'm uh, a little bit different to the current market price of around $2.50. Yeah, and uh, opened $3.30. So it's been money, so, yeah. 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 Um, Might be a bit out there. All right, Jerry, your thoughts? Uh, I like Bustler. Mm. Uh, well, I like Bustler but not at the current price all that much. Um, yeah, I... Like the trials when Lactar rode, Stevie actually uh, made the effort to come back post-broken collarbone um, to ride. Um, albeit the race he won that day, there are question marks. There's some question marks on the on the form references. I know that Danny supposedly has a big opinion of that work in progress, but it hadn't shown a huge amount on the track. So we can't necessarily use that as a huge um, reference point in that sense, but I am pretty keen to focus on these three-year-olds when they take on the older horses. Uh, uses four of the five points allotted, obviously, being a 64 Raider, it, it could get down to a, um, uh, well, 59. You get the five points, so two and a half kilos. Uh, like the recent trial, I think he was being pretty kind to it. And he, he sort of saw Steve have a look around when he was challenged and like saying, no, nah, no, that's not happening. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I think they've got a pretty good opinion of the horse as well, which I quite like. Um, the horses we're looking to beat are going to be trade ball, who's going to be well back. And we're going to be giving, we're going to be getting five kilos off it. And then Tiffany Strait, who I think they should ride forward because that was weak as piss last start. Um, not taking that much ground off all metal and choice beard and even the prior start now, Costa's crown was a moral beaten in that race and it didn't um, It didn't turn up at its next start and, well, Just Go probably had excuses. So definitely a little query on Tiffany Strait in that sense and I, I can't really have the rest, to be honest. So I was pretty keen to play Bustler, but I, I wanted 350 or something to get really yeah. involved with a degree of um I think the thing with excitement. Bustler as well is Neville Parnham post-race when he won on debut was very – 
uh, glowing in the I way that, that he, things way like that, that might stick with me a little bit yeah. too much, um, and that's probably why Crip and I have a, a fairly big differential in the price as well. So I, I've got in my mind this is a real up and comer. It's getting in on the minimum in a sixty plus from gate four. He so looks like I, he's got some quality about him yeah. though, doesn't he? Just trials race. He's yeah, just looks like he's got some class there. But um, um, again, the price is jeez. I just showed Crip my initial price. I actually was. I've wobbled it around since, but I was two fifteen initially. Yeah. So maybe the price isn't that wild. Yeah. But with this type of horse crew, and this is the type, this is the aspect, and I've been doing this forever, as you know. The part I still need to get a lot better at is I'm trying to figure out a. Um, I'm really glad that leaf blower is going as loud as this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out the best time to have a bet at two fifty. It's it's a really easy decision not to. Um, not to, to get involved at this point, but how much, like, what do you give a horse like Bustler, who there is a spruik around, do you give them a two length um, or a three length or a, a no length? Like how, how do you go about pricing them? What do you expect the market to do? Well, I gave Bustler a two length improvement on what it did on debut and I still didn't get anywhere near okay. top of the market. So make of that what you will. Yeah, okay. And and there's no sort of steadfast rule, obviously, in that sense. But you – so you're, you'd be expecting more money to come for Tiffany Street trade war type thing? On the figures, definitely. Yeah. So, but I mean, it, obviously, it's not always the figures dictate what the market does. But, I mean, well, I would – I won't be backing Bassett no matter what, but mm. I definitely can't – $14 <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On my price, nah. Might, <laughs> um, be, a, might be a, a Bradford Manus type situation. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> can't, I, be can't be done. Yeah. <laughs> I um yeah I'd be very surprised if it trades shorter than what it currently is. Yeah, okay, very good. There are, I mean, the spruik horses can be. Uh, I mean, majority of the time we see them in the Cerise and White, and I'm sure mm. that's an aspect you've mentioned in your part punting in the past, Crip, where you can never sort of get those at the price they started or, or win at or whatnot. And I guess this has that potential spruik factor, um, but to a degree, so does Tiffany Street. And even yeah. a horse like I've left Valency right out of my market. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's. When I say risk versus reward, if you are looking at backing Bustler, as I as I am, um, it's an easy decision to, to just yeah. hold fire. See, I, starts 220 and so bad I'm not on, mm. it, but it's a big chance it could start 360 or looking at Crips, it could start even a little bit nicer. Mm. So. I hope that it starts even money because then there'll be something in my market uh-huh. that I can definitely have a small bit on late and that might be trade war if they're making a little bit of ground and it gets three deck recover, we'll get to the outside and wouldn't surpri- surprise me to see it hit the line really good so do we do we think Invictus Domini leads and maybe a horse like the Republican comes across and breezes or yeah, you, yeah. that's what I'd, I'd yeah. like to see him be aggressive with, with Tiffany Street yep. uh, it won on debut from the breeze and won pretty well yep. so that would be the move I would go with if I was uh, instructing the stable um, but yeah for me the biggest thing I've done and I, I sort of mentioned well speed maps are everything today I'm, I'm trusting this track's going to be fair across like there's no real work done on it so it should just be an even track across. If yep. you get a nice soft lead at Asco, you're always going to be hard to beat. So that's that's definitely advantageous. But, I mean, if we're talking that the first two horses are Invictus Domini and Republican, and I'm naturally just going to take on Invictus Domini, who knows, Crips bang on, it could be the X Factor. Yeah, here, it but could I'm be not going to try and I'm not going to try and right. just find that, right? yeah, unless we're getting 50 to 1 exactly, or yeah. something, you know. So, um, so for me, those two leaders aren't going to play a part in this race if they're the two that go bang, bang, which then brings one of the horses with cover into it. So mm. the next race is one I'm really looking forward to talking about that speed map in that sense. Mm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I think if Invictus Domini comes across Republican outside leader and Tiffany Street just gets that drag into the race from the one one, I think she's gonna be mighty hard to beat from from that position. I don't yep. think I don't think there's a I don't think even with just being willing to own the breeze yeah. though, or being willing Invictus Domini can miss a kicker too. Yeah, that's just true. Just be, be willing to own the lead with yeah. Tiffany Street if to, that's how it works out. Because I think that's how she might do her best race. Control the race. Yeah, yep. I I feel as though the um you'll see the best of Tiffany Street back on back at Ascot as well. So that's uh, probably what worries yeah. me, and that's part of me is why I hope Bustler does start that short price now because I the more I sort of think about it and just yeah I, I do think Tiffany Street would be a better horse ridden closer so BJ so. obviously with your involvement with the stable mm-hmm. do you think that Tiffany Street has not shown her true potential this preparation thus far I think she, yeah I think there's I, I tend to feel, I, I, just watching her um, in the replays, her action and the way that she covered the ground at Ascot on um, on firmer decks and how she got through the sort of gluey type late season Belmont track, just looked like she just wasn't, her wheels were spinning and she just wasn't able to accelerate like she had done um, as a two-year-old. So my, my feeling is getting back, um, back to Ascot on a fresh sort of good, even track, I feel like she can really let down and, and be explosive, which she wasn't able to do um, at Belmont. And even the other day, the you, the you were the one that mentioned about the rain that, that came um, and, and just Chris Parnham sort of, the race just got a little bit away from him in the mid-race, all metal rolling along 51 kilos and she just had to chase chase the race from from there and, and wasn't able to get it done. It was probably a length out, outside of her prime position for being able to, to win the race. I feel as though she looked disappointing, which is fair enough, but back to Ascot, a third up um, with those two grounding runs under her, and she's ready to ready to go on Saturday at Tiffany Street. One little advantage as well before we move on from this race, if she does go forward and say she finds that spot outside Invictus Domini, Bustler's drawn four and mm. you go, oh, that's good, that's a good draw, but directly underneath Bustler is the Anvil um, and Real Danger. Yep. So they're two horses that will probably want uh, leaders back and the 1-1. One, one. So straight away is Bustler behind them? deep, yeah. does Bustler go behind them? So sometimes as good as a barrier may look, if you've got horses directly under you that want the exact same spot, yeah. it can get a little uglier. Yeah, yeah. So I've managed to, since I've done this, I've managed to talk myself like down and down and down and down and down on Bustlers. So you're um, pushing your price out and I'm winding mine. No, I, don't, I don't know. The, the fact I'm this confused means I probably should just leave this race alone for now. So oh. try telling me that instead though. righty, Race six is the Crown Metropole Handicap. Um, this is the second division of the 1200 metre graduation. And um, yeah, this is, a, this is a 14 horse field, but there's a plenty of different elements to consider here. Um, Vampy at play, same same ownership, same jockey, same trainer as uh, as Bustler, who we spoke about in the previous race. Then we've got uh, Colossal resuming for Team Williams, a nice nice um, three-year-old as well. And um, how can we forget? Pennies of Field, the Bradley McManus owned, part-owned Pennies of Field and Real Grace for uh, CJP and Michael Grantham went to Jelton, got the uh, got the kill last start, comes back to town uh, with a full head of steam. Not a bad little race to dissect this one. Yeah, I, I quite liked this one from a speed map point of view. I think Universal Flair can kick through and hold the front, but I think for a three-year-old filly, it's last run just said I've had enough, you know, like I'm going to put the cue on the rack. If it goes forward, leads and wins, and it can win without my money. That's not a problem at all. Um, I'm barred from saying that apparently. I said that about 4,000 times in Kalgoorlie. It can win without my money. Yeah, anyway, that's a, that's a good story. Yeah, they kept winning without my money. <laughs> 
Universal. So basically, the first, the first four I've got: Universal Flair, Woodbug, Special View, Danny Bella, Requisition. The first five in running, and yeah, I, I think they're dog shit. So they're speed on. I think yeah, they're speed on, and it's crap speed. So straight away, I'm saying you can win from. I reckon you can win from last year. Yeah, that's how I first looked at this race. Vampire Play gets first crack at them. I think it's probably the one that lands in maybe fifth or sixth. Gets yep. first crack at them. But do you want to be? It could be troublesome because there's a big chance you could be underneath runners here with a three wide three wide line forms, and you're jammed up behind yeah. that behind uh, dodgy speed. Exactly trouble. right. Yeah. Exactly right. It's nice and thin in the market. So happy happy taking it on at the current price. It definitely can win. I, I mean, narrowing this down to sort of three main. I better say four main winning chances with mm-hmm. with Penny. Um, but uh, and then you've got Colossal, who will probably not be far from it um, in, in the run. I thought its trial was okay. The horse that it. it Beating the trial cannot win over twenty two hundred. So just keep that in mind. Very ordinary type of horses, but picked up nicely underneath them. But Colossal won't be getting my money, Cripper, uh, <laughs> at all. Um, well, then again, if drifts out, then again, actually, no, it won't be getting my money after retrospect. Uh, but the horse I like is Real Grace. Actually, um, Barrier fourteen may not be at the end of the world if there's a three wide line. Has just looked a, a serious horse since going to Mickey. Two great trials. Um, uh, held up, obviously, first and second up. Looked to be floating that second run. I just think it was travelling so well. I think it would have put him away like like a really good horse. Stepped up to the 1,400 breezed, and I thought it was pretty tough considering that's not its go, the 1,400 or the breeze. Um, worth having a look. Alsafina made that form look good. And then Geraldton was just – it was just a soft win, but you can still win with a degree of authority that makes you go, yeah, that's, that's going really well. So – the real, real grace turns up. There's a three-wide line. That's the spot to be. Getting central at Ascot, I reckon this will be the first winner that comes from near last down the middle of the track, and we're going to get a price. We're it get might seven, be bucks. might be pennies of field dragging real grace into the race, and they might be the two that flash late and swoop. Yeah, potentially. Mm. Yep, definitely, potentially. So, um, yeah, pennies of field is a nice trial. Big queries from that form reference trial. It hasn't not, not much has come from that um, pennies of field trial. But, yeah, no, if you peek to Brad, pennies will win by seven, I reckon. It's going to win by after straight. He's got 50% of that too, so. Is that right? Yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, yeah my uncle's in that horse as well. Yeah, Shout right. out to Uncle Pete. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Pete and Brad. Yeah. Good combo. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I like I like the setup for Real Grace. Um, three wide, four wide line forming, rounding, swooping. Um, price is there as well. I think. Um, Cripper probably starts that price. Oh, there's a barrier fourteen about a Cerise and White Runner is the reason I love Ascot because I think they're usually over bet. In saying that, you are getting a price here, and it isn't your Arcadia Queen or anything like that, but. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to sound like a broken record, but just another race I've found really, really tough and don't have a heap of interest. I'm going to throw one horse out at odds and I'm hope more so to see if you guys can get it. Yep. Is it Wednesday? Yep. Yeah. I just want to know why the blinkers have come off, but if, it, if the blinkers were on, I would almost guarantee be having something each way on this horse at 20 to 1 because... I've got uh, I've got her half that price, but I just don't like when and we saw it maybe a bit of recency bias. But with Playhouse Patronic Kaguli last week, done all its racing in blinkers, then they take them off and it just doesn't go a yard. So it doesn't make a heap of sense to me. But did it wear them in the trial? Playhouse Patron. Ah, uh, sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, no. Okay. So yeah, that might be one where you're talking about that. Sort of that'll be a horse that from Barry Eight blends in, and we'll be getting to the outside. Mm. And, you know, might be the horse that you guys are backing. Might be the one that they're Lead, motoring down. It leads them up, yeah. But yeah, in saying that, like, why I do have it shorter than my current price? 
I mean, it has good form and it has good figures, but it does seem to lack a killer punch. The trial was okay, but it didn't really make me excited. And then the blinkers coming off is a query for mine. So it's probably enough question marks to give it a miss in saying that you don't need a heap on it 20 to one to find out either. So I'm sort of on the fence with that one. If you backed it place heavy, what would you be? And it ran a hole. Special view, first run for Brian Curtis as well, change stables. Trial, uh, quite good. good. Did you yeah, try? Yeah, yeah, it was a hot trial too. I was going to say that when you said they're all, they're all mm. the speed horses are dead, I thought mm. that might be the one. Oh, that- I just can't have it winning. If it wins over 1,200 metres with other speed under it and around it, and yeah. dearie me, so so be it. So Woodbug's above my price, 159. I thought My Dilemma's sort of going to win one soon. Um, yeah. Don't know if it's its race on Saturday. But the thing, because um, My Dilemma's one I, I – wanted to follow wherever it sort of went next. Mm. The thing with it, so I'm looking at this and going, you've got all the speed horses, who's the best? You've got the midfield horses, Vampy, Colossal, maybe Wednesday, who's going to run the quickest. Then you've got the, the back markers, who's going to run the quickest last two, if they're all near each other. So that's sort of Penny, My Dilemma, and and Real Grace. And yeah. that's the way I looked at it. I was like, I can't see My Dilemma running a quicker last split than Real Grace. Mm. But it could get luck, and Real Grace might not. Real Grace actually went around in this exact same race, I think it was. Shantor. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a Chantalk race. Oh, that um, was Real Grace. Yeah. I was thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. Shant- and then Shant- I remember we backed it with Paddy Carberry on board. Uh, that was in the Belgrade. Oh, grand final Belgrade. Day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 one and the fence was ice cold. Chantalk, Chest and Flyer, Miss Frost, Riverbow. Not a bad graduation. Yeah, when I right? said about this recent white horse from Is White that what you were thinking about? Yeah, I, was, yeah. But I didn't realise it was the same horse. So there you go. Same horse, same day. That was a 1,000. This is yeah. a 1,200. Yeah. And the so. quickest last two of the day from yeah. memory. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. even like it was sort of going around like sub $3. Yeah. And I remember yeah. Chris Parnham was interviewed before the race and he goes, well, I just don't think I can win from that game. Yeah. Like, it was like, what do you- What price was Chantal? Oh, what we Brad bet. <laughs> <laughs> Nine's into the two idea. Yeah. <laughs> the big thing, I think the big thing and the difference here was Chantal yeah. that day had a strong leader and yeah. sat leaders back and, and that was a great map. So the reason I'm, I wouldn't yeah. entertain this if you gave me a sprint race where I had some faith or trust that the leaders could give a kick. That's yeah. the thing. Mm. I wouldn't even entertain it. But I've got the first, I often say the race starts at horse, like at horse number six or yeah. at horse number whatever. For me, the race starts at Vampyr Play. So you don't have to look at how far Real Grace is from from uh, who's going to be leading Danny Bell, a special view. Yeah. Wherever, Universal Flair, sorry. Yeah. You don't have to look at how far it is from Universal Flair. You have to look at how far it is from Vampire Play. The thing with, yeah. uh, thing with it also is if they burn early, then they grab hold and they bunch. Mm-hmm. It just That's perfect set up for horses like um, Real Grace, Pennies of Field, Costume Party, Wednesday, those sort of horses who are going to be wide and tracking into the, and tracking into the race with momentum. So, um, yeah, they might burn early to try and find their spot grab hold to get a breather and when they grab hold those horses can creep into the race and yep. sweep over the top so uh, I'm with Real Grace oh yeah oh that's an overreaction I think uh, very good <laughs> Junior, oh. I reckon my ROI Real Grace would be bad hasn't yes. been kind yeah, yeah mine wouldn't be very good actually either. there wouldn't be there wouldn't be one because I don't think I've ever had a return <laughs> on investment <laughs> I just realised this is certainly actually- didn't, Certainly never went around without your money, that also. <laughs> I'm just excited because when we get to the end of the show, you're going to ask what a, what my maddie is, and I've actually got one that's 20 to 1. For, uh, oh. <laughs> First time ever. <laughs> Race 7 is the Schweppes Handicap. Over the 1,000 metres, Rockinori is a really, really nice horse returning from a, um, uh excellent three-year-old campaign, really, where he uh, won at Listed Company, has been gelded in his absence since then. Poor bugger. Yeah, it's had uh, a couple of trials in the lead up to this. Pontiff goes on from three. Is he a 1,000-metre horse? We'll find out. There's some 
Um, there's some crazy speed in this race with Mervyn and Olga Louisa. I went back through to see whether the last time Olga Louisa was crossed, and that was by a horse called Zebel, um, and took him basically the whole length of the back straight there at Ascot to get across Olga Louisa. So um, old Mervyn's going to have to have his skates on if he wants to get across her. But there's Mervyn, Olga Louisa, um, great speed there. Uh, River Bowes had two trials. Doesn't usually fire first up. But his two trials have been nice. Fires in trials, though. Yeah, Doesn't certainly. Doesn't lose trials. And Mood Swings, of course, coming across. Race fitness. Has I, been- I reckon Mood Swings might get near him. Thirteen hundred back to a thousand with all this speed on. It'll be four. It'll be four. Chasing, yeah, just chasing, chasing. Yeah, Uh, our wind spirit, interesting runner. First up, uh, East Coast import, uh, Lindsay Smith Stable. Surprised Brad didn't go at three thirty for it. It's an East Coast import. Mm. That's his standard price. That's his template. Uh, I don't know how I can possibly pick on him about that as well. We mm. picked on him for so long about going up $3. The things I'd do to mark one, he'd, his bet price would have probably been 4 bucks oh, if he's probably, yeah. marked at three thirty yeah. on his 130% market. So the things I'd do to have one of my fours <laughs> and to get $36 bear speed, I texted uh, him after the race. I said, are you a complete genius or a complete mug? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me, that was funny. Uh, I got no idea with this race, to be honest with you. I was so confused. Um yeah, I, I think that I reckon Mervyn won't cross uh, Olga, Olga Louisa, mm. and I don't think either of those can win with that happening. If Mervyn was drawn underneath Olga, I wouldn't completely discount Mervyn, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, but I don't know if Mervyn can get across Olga. So they're going to just they'll, – they'll run their own race. But, again, I think the race will start at horse number three. That might be Riverbow. Uh, I don't know how our wind spirit is traditionally ridden. I think it was more from the gate. They'll probably be a bit more circumspect, yeah, I could no, imagine. Yeah. Multiverse, those old legs, I don't think are going to get him forward from over a 1,000 metres. Showed, showed some Tony's trial, did, didn't he? Did, yeah. did. And then so that you're, you're probably – mood swings almost has to sort of lead up that second-ish line. Um, but those front two, if one of them – or not if one – if Olga Louisa some reason comes out, it'll, it'll probably – Mervyn will get me mm-hmm. without doubt, but otherwise Mervyn, I'm 25 to 1. Take I'll go out and I'm probably five bucks more and that's the thing. So um, very interesting. But, look, I, I think Sneaky Chance has got big upside still on the minimum. A lot of these have hit their um, mark. It hasn't. Um, and then there's – in Rockinori, I've come into this race going, I'm going to look to take on Rockinori at the 1,000 metres. I'm shorter than its current mm. price. So maybe I should just not try and be a hero and, and just back the horse with the most upside, even though the 1,000 metres has to be a, a pretty big query for uh, for Rock. So his fresh, tw- was it his fresh fresh twelve hundred meter win against that was a very fast race as well. That was the uh, MTA um, search and rocks, search and rocks breezed, yep. which meant. Yeah, and then the excellent dream was held up the entirety. You probably would have won it. That form looks better than mm-hmm. where it goes. Yep. Um, oh, MTA, yeah, came from the clouds. Totally outburst, yeah. yeah. And totally then, outburst. And like then he's, he stretched, devoted in a rack and tour, rock and and then he's obviously. Didn't uh, didn't fire in the guineas. Spelled, gelded two trials. Set for this thousand meter race first up. I found it funny that it was two trials and then first up to a thousand. Yeah, that didn't make much sense to me. You keep it fresh for the thousand, but I yeah, I don't know. Look, just I think they're the, still trying to work out what he is. Yeah, I, I know. He, I know he won there. three old eighteen hundred meter race um, uh, in the lead up to the to Derby, um, but uh, yeah, I think they're still trying to work out whether he's a. Sprinter, sprinter mile or, or what he is. So maybe this is a bit of a- Does it um, just look a good price by John? Like some, yeah. as I said, if I'm trying to get something beaten and it goes above my price, I know that it tends to be, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm very confused with this race. Very confused. Yeah, well, I was trying to put him in some sort of order and I just couldn't do it. So in the end, I 
gave them all the same figure and so they're all the same <laughs> price and they're Rockinori, Mood Swings, Riverbow, All Day Session and Kira Star. So mm. I've actually had Sneaky Chance next, but that was the one that didn't make the starting five. It's on the bench. Six Man of the Year award, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> best. But I mean, yeah, I wasn't, I just don't like, I'm pretty big on back a thousand metre horses for, for a thousand metre races, races and Rockinori, maybe he will end up being a thousand metre horse. I don't think he will be. So he sort of wasn't that keen to dive into him. Also wasn't completely sold on his trials. Yeah, I'm with you there a little Interesting bit. Interesting to note. And I noted, was it just the horses he was against? Was yeah. it just up against like the big dogs and, and those trials actually are great. It's just he was up against horses that might be winning group ones in um, sort of coming weeks and months. Yeah. Grant and Alana were on, uh, they did a big interview with Digby and Timmy Walker a couple of weeks ago and they, would, they just said the since they've gelded him, he's just turned into a completely different horse. Mm. So they'll, you just tell they had an air of confidence about how he was going. So take note of that. Yeah, I'd, another race, again, broken record, but just hard to get too excited about anything. I mean, could end up on all day session and Kira a star. I was about to say the same thing. All, all day, day, all day session is just staring just at me. Plotting, isn't it? It's yeah, but battling. he, he breathed. But they're all just battling. He breathed last start. Didn't, yeah. yeah so, go back to his previous run. That was, that was against I thought the Kira yeah. star was a better run than that. Nah, though. not the way the pattern played. Yeah. Well, closer to the fence. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think I'm just upset at Ashley Mayley for having it up for so long. Yeah. This is a really nice horse. I think it's been wasted. Spell it like sprinters. I prefer like little shorter campaigns. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I came in this race really wanting to find Rockinori. Um, I think the speed on will suit him, and it'll, it, it'll be a bit of a, a war at the one thousand meters. And if he's gonna if he's gonna do this kind of setup, it's got to be first up. Um, don't know about two trials into the thousand, like you said, Cripper. It feels like the edge might be off him a touch, but from the I think the map's going to be quite kind to him as well. Like he's just going to be in a position. He's still going to be close enough to to strike. I think he can hold. Uh, uh, like there's going to be like three, four at least behind him. Um, so, yeah, I was looking at Rock and Ori, save all day session type situation, but yep. um, I was hoping for $4 plus. Sometimes with these races too, like most of these horses probably have never gone the pace they're going to set early from a tempo point of view. Yeah. And you think you get a horse that, oh, this horse maps just to get a suck running behind, but they are just absolutely getting Gassed. scrubbed up at yeah. the 700 um, and then you'd lose their turn of foot. So, yeah, this – Again, I'll probably try and back. So I'll be up and at the races on Saturday, so no doubt I'll be having something small on late, but just could no a, interest could, in diving yeah, in there. Could early. be a pattern race too by this stage of the day as well. So, especially with that that speed on, but um, yeah, I'm going to be on all day session when he wins next, regardless. <laughs> just have to be. Um, but yeah, if four dollars plus Rockinori, um, handy. All right, gents, let's take a break and we'll hear from our sponsors, Witten's Irrigations. Witten's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race 8, the Furphy Handicap. 
1,400 metres, ratings 66 plus. Attracted a strong nomination this. So 16 plus four acceptors for four emergencies uh, eagerly awaiting a start. Um, good spread of weights as well with 63 kilo top weight up the um, That's Funny As, um, all the way down, down the bottom to Miss Vasari with the 54 minimum. So always a great feature to see. Um, long handicapping uh, scales in that regard. Um, yeah, the map is very interesting and uh, throws a few spanner in the works for some of the fancy runners as well. Cripper, this feels like a race that you want to launch into. What have you got? Race eight. Well, I've been a bit of a wet blanket for the first seven, so I reckon we finish. Never. We come home with a wet sailor. The last three <laughs> races on the card, uh, they, yeah, take my eye a little bit. So I think that's funny as should roll forward, lead him at a good tempo. Mm. Now, BJ, I'd going to throw you or put you on the spot here but we did speak about off air as to the tactics of him he's seeing but at this time of recording you are none the wiser whether they'll be trying to go forward or trying to go back i think it has a massive difference on that horse's chances of winning the race if they were to go forward i think it definitely could be one at odds that bobs up but i won't be back yet because i'm not sure unless there's a change of tactics announcement Announcement, i'll say that on the day uh the two horses who should and well, they will and should, well, they deserve to be at the top of the market are Advance and Carly's Karma. They both have a fair bit of spruik about them. Advance is going really well. Um, what what have their, their, their figures been like lately, those two horses? Yeah, strong, yeah. strong. Yep, yep. yep. No, nah, no issues there. It's just, well, with Advance and probably like in the past with a Cerise and White runner, you'd naturally think Pike would be riding and Grant and Alana are training. Then you look at the barrier and you go, well, they'll be going back. But this sort of new age CJP, Michael Grantham, I've got a funny feeling, could be completely wrong, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them really positive out of the gates. And look, I'm not saying they're going to try and land in the first four, but if they're sort of midfield with cover instead of just snagging back, right back to last. The other one I touched on, Carly's Karma. We all saw the trial. First up run, super win. Mm. But I mean, after scratching, she probably at best comes into barrier 12. So that just looks sticky from a map point of view. So yeah, what I'm trying to say in short, I'll be trying to take both of them on. And the horse that I've landed on, which somewhat surprised me, but is one from your mob, Ginger Green. Mm -hmm. Both his runs this time in, I thought it had been really good. First up was on the right part of the track. Also worth noting, didn't trial before that run. So normally Wolfies take a couple to get to their top, but he was on the right part of the track, but he was blocked at the top of the straight. But when he got out, he was just so strong the way he went past Al Safina. Second up led, which probably isn't his go. And Al Safina got the better of him, but that form now looks really good with Al Safina again winning from the clouds. That was a good win, wasn't start. it? Yeah, yeah, really strong. Yeah, which is El Safina and Advance around third in that race as yep, well. Yep, yep, exactly. So, barrier four, shooter goes back on. Just maps to, I'd be surprised if it isn't anywhere but maps in the one, one by one. Mm-hmm. And um, for a horse that really runs a bad race, I think he's had 18 starts and he's only missed the money on four occasions. Just looks a really strong each way bet for me. So what price is he? Are we looking at at the at time of recording? Uh, eight, eight bucks average, still some nine. Yep. Uh, across the board. Um, yeah, healthy. That type of race, a healthy each way price. I don't think if you happen to miss a price for this one, um, that it necessarily won't come back either. Because you've got sixteen horses, you've got there's going to be some type of support. Uh, well, 
proper support for Advance and Carly's Karma, as, uh, as Crip said. But, I mean, Speed Dream defending. Uh, holy guy, Sierra Demers, Atlantis Beach. Uh, they're all going to – there's seven – their horses that get some type of support. They all have to fit into 100%. you got 16 horses that have to fit into 100% market late. So, um, yeah, I, I think Ginger Green, while um, – yeah, will always stay – sort of a backable price and I'm with you um, as you know uh, with Ginger Green here I was very surprised as well the fact he's done it two starts in a row was the big thing for me um, to beat I know he was on the better part of the deck when he beat Al Safina two starts ago but to get held up like he did Al Safina basically go past him then to pick up and sprint you go hang on what's what's happening with Ginger Green where's where's the real Ginger Green he's been fine cottoned um, and then <laughs> at his most recent outing Joey's was scratched getting the queue was scratched the gates I think Paul Harvey has decided you know what I'm going to um, I'm just going to run him along here and go to the top. And he gave a really nice kick, beat home real grace. And it was only Al Safina who landed in the 1-1 and, and got the right run that, that beat him home. So um, for me, that's that's the form reference. Uh, I Yeah, I marked him favourite. I'm with Crippen. I've got him in the sort of a one-by-one one, uh, type of setup. Uh, it just looks a, yeah, a really nice uh, a really nice setup. There's always been a bit of a spruik around about this horse. He's never quite lived up to it, does a lot wrong, but he doesn't seem to be doing much wrong at the moment. So... Uh, if it was just one run, I probably wouldn't be diving in. But the fact he's put two together in a row, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested. He's and just he's just very sound at the moment. Yeah, it's always been a trouble just his health, but he's um, just very sound at the moment, and he's just yeah, he's happy, happy and healthy, and he can stretch out under those conditions. That's exactly good. right. And I agree exactly. with you on here. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with him. He's saying if we get announcements going forward, I'll be going guts in um, on the two Wolfie runners here. Um, I just think it's a far better horse when ridden forward and ridden aggressively, push tricks to the trade. Um, uh, got in wars with him. Um, Brandon can probably find the outsider. That's funny as. There's got to be some query on how fast Buddley Lad can go um, and whether it can go with him. But if he's ridden back, I'll give him absolutely none. 100 to 1, going back, 10 to 1, going forward. Hear me see? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we saw last start. It's just so hard to, to even just to get into the, the races when they're full fields and they're rolling along. Like you saw Hemi Singh first up. It's not his he, strength he's been, either. He's, not his he's not going to run a quick last split. He's been beaten six, over six lengths in the all the King's Men race and you wouldn't think that there's six lengths between them. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's just the, the tactics and maximizing your horse's assets and I think what um, what you're saying here is hear me saying even though 17 might spook connections into snagging and being conservative the best bet under, for a horse like him is just to roll forward and, and um, see if you can land up on top of the speed tracking across a horse like that's funny as making his um, debut for the Marty Allen yard as well recently um, joined the Allen stable there who's back in Ascot now I've just noticed so interesting um, so that's funny as rolling forward a horse like Hemi Singh rolling across could be uh, could be a chance for him to put his best foot forward. I actually like um, I like the the ginger green angle you guys have, and from a similar pricing point and similar sort of map, I thought defending is just racing so well. The boys are in amazing form. The horse is really just attacking the line with some real ferocity. Um, I like the fourteen hundred for defending yeah. rather than the twelve last start as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, he's just going to get. A, He's going to get the run. If you know, he's just going to be—he's going to be in the finish anyway. And around the similar prices, Ginger Green and um, is defending nine, ten dollars at the moment. Um, that's sort of from a map and a pricing point of view. That was the way that I was narrowly leaning from a. Um, so defending from the Pierce Brothers yard there. Um, and um, uh, all reports is uh, the Newman Cup winner. 
Bully lad is um, in good nick. So heading towards a race like the York Cup as well. So a yep. um, couple of couple of lead up runs towards the York Cup in early November, and um, yeah, you might see Bully lad sort of making his his presence felt up over a mile and further this campaign as well. Um, but yeah, I was uh, you guys are pretty keen, Ginger Green. I was leaning slightly more towards defending. Yeah, more just of an eight, a yeah. good each way play. I think he's yeah, like I said, gets the right run, really runs a bad race, and hopefully the two main dangers are back in the field or. Maybe caught deep. So. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm four sixty defending seven dollars. Uh, four sixty ginger. Uh, ginger green and seven dollars defending. So um, yeah, if you don't want to go each way and you're a saver, that could also be an option. Then I was, I was seven dollars advanced. I I was a little disappointed when he had it at the back of Al Safina that he couldn't go with him again. And you say, oh, maybe he didn't handle a mile, and you're going to go. Well, does a plane god not handle a mile? I think we're just giving it an excuse to be honest with you. So I thought, it, advanced, I, thought it, I thought it matched Al Safina though, didn't it? Nah, it had Al Safina's back. I think you've got the right to go past it. Oh, you've got the right to get a bit closer to it. Okay. Um, Start calling you the. Uh, what is it? PBG. PBG? What's that? Perth Breeding Guru. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Um, I was also $7 here, me seeing it says here, but again, that's purely with the notation. Uh, if it goes forward, I reckon it can, uh, it can be tough. Love a good tough horse. All right. That's what we need from you, BJ. All righty. Uh, now. Sort it out. It's our feature of the day, opening day at Ascot. It's a Crown Perth three-year-old classic, $100,000 three-year-old, 1,000-metre race, set weights and penalties conditions. Uh, last year, the winner was Lewa, Simon A and Patrick Carberry. year before that was Clairvoyance, Chrissy Parnham and Darren McAuliffe leading all the way. Gee, there's some talent here. Um, it's exciting to see the collection of three odds that we have in West Australia at the moment. Um, so this race, the Belgravia, and then of course, um, the addition of the $500,000 Placid Arc as well means, don't be scared if, if the three-year-old that you've been waiting for doesn't step out in the three-year-old classic or the Belgravia, because they might be holding back for the Placid Arc Prelude and the Placid Arc as well. So, um, so a few more options this time around over the pinnacles, but to kick things off for our string of three-year-old features, we've got the three-year-old classic Sponsored by Crown Perth, race nine on the card. All show, super impressive. First up for Trevor Andrews at Belmont uh, two weeks ago. Uh, all the rage from a betting point of view. Second favourite is the unbeaten Rumour Says, who uh, um, won twice over the 1,000 metres at Belmont during the winter for Luke Fernie and Clint Johnson-Porter. Top of the pops, unbeaten in four starts. Snowdome, the size produce stakes winner. Penny on the Queen, third in a Karakata plate. Um, and we've had a scratching. Number 11, Princess Anya is Princessa. Anya is out as well. It's a so, damn shame. Yeah, so we've got a uh, few to 10. Oh, hang on, I better reassess me market. <laughs> <laughs> few to 10 um, to kick off this um, three-year-old sprint series features. What are we thinking here? Terence? Uh, well, I'm just trying to find Princess Anya first. Uh, I think it might be going to – I saw it nom for a maiden at Geraldton just in case anyone was wanting to follow it. I think uh, it came, so it it came out. Out yeah. Oh, was it? it oh, there you go. Out, yeah. So there you go. I think that's a smart decision. Um, nice little trials from Princess Anya. Yeah. Probably a bit tough from Barrier 10, I would have thought. Um, I had three horses and then the rest. Top of the pops, I think I was about 30 to one with or something wild like that. So um, clearly on top was all show. Uh, I think I made the statement – after her last win that she would never lose a horse race in her entire career again. Um, Sean O'Dell didn't want a lead. He ended up in front in a race that had good speed. Uh, ran the quickest last two. One of the quickest last twos of the day. Just Still trucks. a bit of a hold. Trucked. Just Unless that was one of those, like, I'm super fresh, here I go type runs. Like, 
that was just wild. Right? That was just a simply wild performance. The, the issue could be from barrier one here with this speed, and you got a fair bit of it with the, the Pierce pair in Fiorici Mama. This was um, this was the thing that interested me the most: getting crossed and who it gets crossed by, and whether and what they're gonna. Where they're going to three the fence could be massive trouble. I don't think with the speed it showed first up that it should be three the fence, but you just never know. But mm. if if it gets double crossed, just go finds um, the top in front of it. Then say Cosmo Girl is ridden like guts, or Fiorucci Mama's ridden like guts to get in front of it. Next thing you know, you you sort of three back the fence, and geez, it, it's hard over a thousand from there. But look, all things being equal, I think all showed be win. I, I was. Yeah, I was a bit longer in my initial marking of the race. Um, I've also heard what Luke Fernie had to say about rumour says, which didn't instill a huge amount of confidence since. So that yeah. might have wobbled that out a bit and shortened just also to, a touch. Just to, on that, not what he's told us off air, but Julio went on radio with the boys yesterday and just noted that Luke said if the horse had drawn wide, he probably would have gone to the trials and he's slightly concerned that he just hasn't, about the lack of time he's had to get this horse up. So straight away for me, it was just a couple of red flags. Um, and yeah. For a he, man who has a fair bit of confidence, doesn't he's, he, Grip? He's normally a green flag man. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't own a red flag. So. Interesting. Yeah, rumour says. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But in saying that, rumour says was uh, very exciting. It's the one that's beaten nothing, I'll say. But geez, it's done it under a stranglehold and it's done it with uh, real authority. So um, yeah, ma massive watch. And then Snowdome, I reckon if you told me that I was going to be taking on Snowdome wherever it went first up after watching its trials, mm. I would have laughed at you. Because those trials were just simply incredible against our top line sprinters. When Chrissy Parnham just said, oh, off you go, the response was uh, was incredible. If this does turn into a race where All Show and maybe even Rumour Says, and Rumour Says might not need to, but if All Show finds some trouble and Snowdome's in a three wide line and, and that could be the winning line, mm. um, it could it could wallop him. So just just a great race. I'm, I'm those three and then, as I said, anything for the rest of the field. So, um, but All Show's my, my on topper. I just don't know if I'm going to get my bet price. Mm, I hadn't heard the Luke Fernie comment, so I was actually quite keen on Rumour Says. I didn't think there should be a disparity as much between them in the market, Rumour Says, and the favourite all show. Just wanted to touch on those two with Cripper. They both won 1,000-metre Belmont races. What what was the sort of the, the ratings differential between all them? All show and Rumour Says. Yeah. Uh, all, show, all show's run from last start was just under a length better than rumor says okay right. but then you oh no i was gonna say you look at it he sort of sat up a little bit on rumor says but on all show we probably could have got a little bit more out of that i can as well all show could have yeah definitely rated or gone two lengths better considering yeah, all, show, all show could be a uh, gold rush type horse couldn't it later in the carnival quokka it's exciting yeah, quokka seriously impressive i'm yeah. i know you guys have got all show on top but i'm even more in the Blinkers on for this horse. You in the red? You in the red? I marked a dollar eighty. Yep. Uh, I, in saying What's that, I've marked her on the basis that she gets every chance. And from Barry, I don't think Barry one is the best barrier for her, just because if she drew Barry four or five, she lands one one, and then probably gets every chance. I think she'd just win. Mm. So you can just yeah, like Terry said, if it, she does get double crossed and three back the fence. What I'm trying to say is currently on 225, 230 on offer. Is you haven't just factored in bad luck though. Haven't factored in bad yeah. luck. Yeah. So I was more hoping if it was 260, 270, I'd just be going, well, this is a no-brainer. I'm going to have a launch. But um, yeah, at the time, I'm pretty happy just to hold fire. And she drifted first up 
which I'm not sure if she will do again, but uh, I'll just wait and see what Betfair gives me. Um, yeah, I don't want to. There's got to be. There's got to be a chance he does. Yeah, there's got, there's got to be. I'm not saying she will, but there's got to be some chance she does. Just just off what we've seen off Snowdome, rumor says one of yeah. those two would have to be the one that gets crunched, and yeah. maybe if rumor says doesn't present that well in the yard or whatnot, that might not be the one. So it may have to be Snowdome, but yeah. Now I'm saying it out loud. All things point to yeah. I'm with Snowdome. I'm the same as you. Haven't seen a horse trial that good for a long time. Well, actually, that's a lie. Carly's Karma a few weeks ago, but. Um, I Jesse just think Lord Gannick is uh, <laughs> Snowdome made bloody Amelia's jewel. No, no, I think I said, I said like the same thing still. a couple of weeks ago. But, but just from that point of view, like Snowdome, I'm assuming would have like the guineas in mind. He's probably a better horse. Well, I'm pretty confident he's a better horse over further. I just, are they going to try and roll forward and find a spot on the pace first up? Neville said he's going to leave him. it to Brad. It's on the yeah. radio this morning. I was listening on the way in, but he, he did say... He said three deep, no cover. Yeah, he did say he was going to try... He, his first thought was to look to tuck in somewhere. Yeah. So um, where's that, really? Um, yep. So I, I wouldn't imagine that they'd be keen to cook a horse like Snowdome first up with guineas and those type of races um, on the horizon. So, yeah, I mean... Would that's you? that's the reason why yeah. he's not as hard in my market as what his ability would suggest. So I'm just going to yeah. – I think he settles in the back half of the field and yep. he still might be good enough to win, but over a 1,000, if all show gets the splits, I, I just can't see him catching her. And, you know, even though we've kind of – there's some reservations on rumour says, he's still my clear second elect and about – I've got him $4, so which is about what he is at the moment. So for me, it's all show eighty. Rumour says 4 bucks, and I've got everything else, double figures, and same as Terry, top of the pops is uh, – Out the gate? Out the gate. Mm. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, that that rumor says comment. Yeah. Has, that rumor says comment sort of wobbled me a bit. I, I just uh, I, I couldn't see her. Maybe her playing a bit of ducks and drakes. Maybe I couldn't see her being that her two wins being that that much inferior to Ultra. I thought she was just dominant and arrogant. Um, uh, defeated Rev it up. He's a good thousand meter horse. Um, so yeah, rumor says was the way I was actually leaning, and I, I was I was quite happy with. Um, heading in that direction um also really i've been really impressed with her even from trial days had something on on debut flash late second to Snowdome. swear to god ran third that was at ascot 1100 meters showed some versatility by by kicking through and holding up from uh from the low draw first up at belmont the other day uh exciting filly both of them exciting fillies um i was leaning towards rumor says uh, i just felt from one cross double cross could be trouble rumor says uh from that draw might be able to flow into the race which can be can be crucial um at ascot cjp on board i was i was quite keen to to go rumor says i actually think that top of the pops is going to run ripper first up and he's going to go around Way over the odds as well. So if he goes around hundred and thirties, he might be going around over the odds, I reckon, yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing I want to know is how long it takes to clean ground. Uh, how long it takes to clean Tell, tell the listeners what's happening here. What, 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 are, we, what are we working with? He's up here because he doesn't want to do any work. He's yeah. back in the cleaning the same bit of ground. If you want a really nice bit of ground to stand on, come yeah. to the 1900 bar and stand <laughs> just outside um, next to the race day office because he's been cleaning that one patch of ground for about <laughs> – 20 minutes. 20 minutes now, so anyway. Yeah, back to all show. The one thing. <laughs> has, has he been, has we been, uh, my rant. Terry's has he been following the, uh, the guru on the Betfair Hub or what, this guy? <laughs> um, I'm just, the other thing with, you've lost my train of thought now, all show is, I'm just seeing Sean O'Donnell so keen to hand up last start, like, I just would hate to see him 
drop his hands out the gates. Yeah. And it was almost like a uh, a learning run for him. Like, yeah, yeah I'd love that horse to lead. I'd yeah. love to be fifty if he just yeah. went straight to the front. Or well, you just got those, crosses, you just got those rogue sorry, speed horses. Her, you know? They're going really fast yeah. and all of a sudden the field strings out yeah. and he's just off the fence. And yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, he might actually. It could, use get, it. it could get sticky. Could, yeah. If they want to lead, and if they just own it, he probably he probably has the gate speed. I mean, they've gone about they benchmark. Quick, yeah. They've mm, gone yeah. about benchmark, and that's with him desperate not to lead. So, yeah. and these other horses um, that we've discussed, Cosmopolitan Girl isn't the quickest horse early whatsoever, and she's back. To the, she was back to the thousand last start. Mm. Took her a long time to get to the front and, and whatnot, and just go couldn't get there as we mm. saw last start. And then you've got um, Fiorucci Mama, who may well. Have the speed to get there, but again, none of them are. They're not Mervins, or they're mm. not. Um, they're not Zebels. So, Olga Louisa, Olga Louisa. <laughs> so, yeah, you could just own it. As punters, that's what we want. But you but can it, you can understand. It, I think they've got yeah, such a high opinion of her. Where, you know, if they don't win this race, it's not the end of the world because they think she'll be winning something big. This they don't realise it might be the end of the world for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Early is going to be fascinating, but you might be right, Cripper. She might just step quick, and the other the jocks to the outside might think they wouldn't be able to cross her and all of a sudden she she might even up in front yeah. or as you said the speed comes across and she gets uh she gets left in a position yeah. of um with no horse to her outside sort of thing so yeah it's going to be yeah the first 200 meters of the race is going to be the key to her chances that's for sure yeah so who have we got on the speed horses we've got sean mcgrady on just go tash faith was on cosmopolitan girl and joey has a party on fear each mama so all pretty aggressive yeah 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 and they'll they'll be backing themselves into There'll be, there'll be clear instructions they want to lead, mm. I reckon, as well. So thought it was fine. I thought the Pierces could have sent one of them perhaps to the 60-plus or one of the um, – because you've got sort of two horses with the same style of racing. Um, so I thought one of those two perhaps could have done that. But I guess they're sort of looking at what they want to target throughout the carnival and if they've come back. And Fiora Chirama was competitive with Amelia's Jewel and, and the really good two-year-old. So it, it, it does make sense. Cosmopolitan girls throwing three on the bounce. So okay. have a crack. Uh, massive respect to all show, but I'm going to lean towards rumour says, hopefully LK's, um, LK Fernie's a little bit off with his assessment there. Uh, expecting a big run from top of the pops, fresh over the odds. All show. Cripper's all show as yep. well. Um, all right. What time is it, Cripper? It is the Get Out Stakes time, S-T-E-A-K-S. Get Out Stakes, extremely popular. Get Out Stakes, brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets, Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he is uh, he's a great man, Timmy. He runs the show. Um, swing pass, say good day to Timmy, his team. They do a tremendous job out there at Market City Meats. Elite Group 1 Beef. Uh, on the cards here. So congratulations to episode 143 winner Jack Green. He was nearest the pin with his powerful prediction. How about the how about the trial of powerful at Larkill prior to winning at Kalgoorlie? Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that was wild. Yeah. Um, so uh, Jack Green uh, got the chockies there with powerful, and he messaged to say that um, he started listening to the one one because uh, one of us, and I mean uh, TK Layton, found his favourite horse Saxon Saxoff on top uh, one day, and uh, he we winner, we converted him from that day forward. So uh, thanks for the message, Jack, and uh, hopefully you. Get Get stuck into that um, beef package from Market City Meats. Now, to enter this week's uh, Get Out Stakes, remember it's race 10 at Ascot opening day. Send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who you think will win race 10. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Cripper, we're in the presence of a three-time Get Out Stakes winner too, Daniel Cripps. Um, 
So uh, let him lead the way in the get out. All right. Good race. Um, mm. I think opinions are going to be divided on a horse called Treasured Star, currently favourite for the Group 1 Railway. Mm. Uh, from a speed map point of view, I'd expect Buster Bash will go straight to the front and look to run this race at a genuine tempo. Cockney Crew should settle outside him and, yeah, like I said, they will, uh, yeah, this will be a properly run race. Now, I know Terry and I are going to disagree here, but probably what I touched on before, Cerise and White Runner, bit of a hype horse, barrier 12, I think she gets back into the second half of the field at $2.20, which is the current, or $2.40, sorry, current price of Treasured Star. I, yeah, not for me anyway. Um, uh, in saying that, her what, what what price would you, would you consider her? Well, I was three dollars. Unlikely <laughs> three dollars yeah. fifty, which yeah, I know I was never going to get. But they just, you know what I'm like with Ascot. Yeah. I want to focus on horses that settle in the first four, ideally. And she's probably going to be. You have to say she'll be back near last, wouldn't you? Yeah. Especially like Bob would not want her being three deep, no cover, first up. A little bit of Western Empire in her last trial, the fact yeah. she jumped cleaner and happier and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I, so I wouldn't be surprised if um, – because Clint's a bit new to this, don't forget. He's he's probably new to riding the Railway Stakes favourite first up. So I wouldn't discount them trying to find a spot midfield, which definitely the way I mapped it probably opens it up a little bit to a three-wide <laughs> no-cover type setup. It's not going to stop me, though. Um, so yeah, that makes it interesting. So which way were you, Lacey? You got Buster Bash leading, Cockney Crew on the breeze. Yep. Crip. Yep. Uh, MTA stalking. Yep. Um, and then probably not much point. Position, of, position of power that. kicking up from one, holding, holding up, yeah, holding a spot. Position of power could land on his stable mates back, and yep. MTA lobs in the one-one. Uh, horse like Always will be on the back of one of them yeah. in that sort of third line. Actually, Always is a horse that just seems to always come up over my price and. Uh, I think it's a sneaky place chance. Mm. Uh, I've sort of got it marked eleven dollars and currently seventeen bucks. So imagine that he always knocked off the railway stakes winner. Screwed it. Me. But yeah, for me, while Treasure Stars come up under my price, which I expected in my notes, I wrote hoping Treasure Star goes up short, which she has. But then I'll be keen to back MTA each way. Uh, but MTA is not quite has, there. Nah, not quite there by any stretch. So. $4.80, I had him $4.50 was kind of hoping for that sort of similar setup to Ginger Green, mm. like that $8, $9 plus range. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens on the day, hopefully. Hopefully Terry's uh, destroying the treasured star price on Betfair and you never know. I thought um, do you, what, I thought you might come to horses like Buster Bash. Uh, hasn't won below a mile or 1,500 metres, so this is a 1,400 metre. Yep, yep. Uh, I know... A month between runs, not the end of the world because obviously got scratched with a superficial wound just before. It was about to run 28 days ago. Yeah, I'm it guessing a, it, it's um, a month between runs now because he just didn't want to go to Kalgoorlie. But I've noted that in David Harrison's interviews, he said the horse is, when it was about to run last start, he said the horse is probably looking for 1,800 or further. So, yeah. yeah, not at 1,400 for me. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Uh, leads and kicks, I think, definitely. Definitely, but, um, yeah. yeah. Um, Cockney Crew first run for Lulu Chiani as well. Yeah, I liked the fact I was saying to Crip on the drive here. Actually, I liked the fact with Cockney Crew they snagged it in the trial. I think it's good to try something different because usually trials like um, 
a winner and then doesn't necessarily well it does it always races pretty well it just yeah. it's always had to be in really good races after getting all those rating points from running second in the in the derby so um i if i'd got any crew finding the top if buster bash wasn't in this i'd have happily have something on at 60 to 1 but I, i've got it breezing at best so not for me here but it's one i'd be keeping an eye on going forward for a new trainer um as well with uh as you said lou luciani taking over but uh no blinkers are on for me here bj i'm, I'm gonna wait i'm gonna take the late price i'm gonna hold, hope hold. that we get the wobble and um, big chance we're caught deep big chance things could be ugly but i just don't care like i just don't care if this horse is your current four dollar elect for the railway stakes it gets into a 78 plus with 57 and a half uh, i don't care how much of a kick or how much of an ugly map it may look like gets into clear air and late in the day race 10 down the center of that ascot deck there um, i think treasured star can uh, can make these look silly so look i i am even money i'm a flat even money i'm not taking the 240 i'm hoping for a late 280 or who knows i'm hoping Cripper's bookmaking late actually because i might uh, i might see some three dollars or so um and i'm just gonna i'm gonna yeah i've really got the blinkers on for for dig deep here ah treasured star sorry, <laughs> sorry. Dig deep, i've got dig deep fourth in line by the I way i thought dig dig was good in the hands very good in the yeah. hands yeah very good in the hands i've got dig deep uh fourth favorite yep. at about 23 to 1. yeah well inspirational girl kicked off her railway campaign on this day two years ago um and uh, the Winterbottom winner last year, Graceful Girl, kicked off her um, campaign with a win on this day last year as well. Yep. So Three yeah. trials, Treasured Star. I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh. Yeah, I was hoping for 250 plus, Betfair. Um, It'll be fascinating. This will be the most fascinating mm. market of the day to watch because as Cripps pointed to MTA and, and to a lesser excess, uh, extent, Buster Bash, yeah. those two are the mapped horses um, and they rate pretty well. Too. So, what will the market do? Um, we saw think, Western I think, Empire. I think, she, I think she's special, Treasured Star. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but Western Empire special. What did it do first up? Out the gate. Last game. Out the absolute gate. Out the but that was in, that was in Asia, both stakes. Yeah, it was. Luke's gold started third, fourth, fifth. Pick but I reckon that. that race, so. I reckon that Western Empire didn't have. I know he'd won those three year old classics over the staying trip, but I don't think anyone thought. That he was going to be your railway winner going yeah. into that, whereas everyone like I agree. I think Treasure Star is a star. Mm. It's just a map for it's me not yeah. and a price. Treasure Star won't win the railway. Do you do? Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I'm pretty confident we've got the railway winner. I'm going to wait for Marks to come out. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, same colours though. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> obvious. Isn't it? I'm going. Um, yeah, look, yeah. Do you reckon, here's one for you, BJ. Yeah. Uh, I've just said, big chance we're going to get caught deep. Do you reckon I can sit deep, three deep, no cover, and get over a really nice mapped Buster or M? Oh, definitely over the top of M MTA. The Buster Bash, um, I think Cripper makes a very valid point about the 1400 gap between runs coming off a setback. Um, yeah, I just think it's just going to roll. The speed's going to be genuine. No, she's, my she's, question was, though, she's going to be, yes. If I she do. sits deep, she yeah. can still win. Yeah. No cover. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, CJP. Um, Lady, all of a sudden. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Was oh, that a trick question? Or? No, no. Oh. no. Do you, do you agree? You've got to factor it in. Yeah. Well, you just it's into your marking of the horse. If yep. she draws barrier three or four, I've generally I'm going to pop her out dollar forty five. My market is. Yeah. That's the thing. So I just and I said to Crib, it's the opening day at Ascot. I want to back a good horse. Yeah. I just want to back a good horse. I don't care how ugly the map looks. Yeah. That's a good way to punt as well. I That'll be maybe all show in the race before I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Mm. Um, the the thing with Treasured Star as well is they've um, 
got to be wary about making sure they get her rating up a little bit as well yeah. in order to to lock in a railway start. So um, from here, you imagine she if she wins, she goes into a Asian, Asian bow, bow and then yep. traditional traditional it's three weeks yep. I think between runs. Yeah, yeah, Asian bow and then be night. three weeks into the uh, the railway. Yep. Yeah. So this is semi. Oh, not irrelevant because this will get up to an eighty nine. The Asian bow is an automatic qualification, but yep. she yeah. If you don't win the Asian bow, then she might have to back up in an RJ Peters to I've try got, and get. I've in got there. to check the conditions. I wonder if I don't think the WA Guineas winner is exempt. I don't think it's under a win in your in type okay. race from the year before. But but yeah, she'll need to get up. The thing now with he the always leaves it tight, doesn't he? Yeah, be, be, yeah. La, la, last year, uh, I think Comfort Me was like a ninety. Son of Back has got to run as a like a high eighties horse. So should um, be different this the year. Raiders this year. Yeah, yeah. I hope, it just depends how many come. So that that's that's going to be the issue. Yeah. yeah, even a horse like Alaskan God needs to. He's at ninety two. He's just he's going to be sort of borderline initially. But we'll know more when the nommies come out on Monday. So the Monday for yep. all the feature races, uh, upcoming feature races will be uh, will be out. I think Nom's closed twelve noon Monday. I imagine they'll be out later that day. So that's uh, something to look forward to as well for all the future market players, Terry. So uh, Treasure Star, she looks like the real the real um, the real well. She's the railway stakes favourite. So um, can't wait to see that. And we're going to have to wait ten races to get there. The three old classics a ripper. Uh, this is a good one to finish off. So the day finishes off strong. Uh, we can, all can't wait to get yeah here, yeah, Crip. Yep. Saturday. Yep. I'm out here. Terry. Yes. All right. All can't wait to get out here on Saturday. That brings our preview to a close, uh, listeners. So we'll take a break, um, gather our thoughts, and we'll be back with our Betfair best, our Maddies, and our Lays for opening day. Alrighty, we are back with our Betfair best betting propositions for opening of Ascot Day this Saturday, October 8. Cripper, who coined the best betting proposition uh, <laughs> catch catch cry on this uh, podcast. What is your Betfair yeah, look, best? No Catherine Wheels this week. <laughs> um, that was where it started. Great. <laughs> That's right. But uh, look, even though it's probably a horse I won't have a cent on until the day, I'm, I am quite keen on race nine, number six, all show. Currently 2.30. If I can see $2.50 plus on the exchange late, I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be having something on. Very good. All show for Cripper. Uh, treasured star for me in the last. Yeah, we'll keep it nice and simple. Back a good horse on a good day. Treasured star, and again, I'd love, I'd love to see something uh, closer to three bucks, but I'll be taking two twenty if I have to. <laughs> well, I'm two bucks, so yeah. I can justify that. Treasured star for me as well. Uh, best horse racing on the day. Uh, I think I uh, just want to chime in late. My bet fair best. What about a Maddie? We're looking for something twenty one dollars plus twenty to one in the old Cripper. Uh, race six, number fourteen, Wednesday. I had marks about half of that, so I think it's. The agency I'm looking at right now is twenty dollars. So I might have missed out by a point, but yeah, that, that'll we'll do. It. We'll do it. We'll pay it. And you want to hear over the line? It's Wednesday on a Saturday. <laughs> uh, I will go if BJ Gunn has a chat and his uh, mate Steve Wolf's here. I do very much <laughs> like uh, Ginger Green, but yeah. uh, we'll go with him. He's singing if ridden forward. Uh, if not ridden forward, we we won't be on. Round on. So we'll wait for a uh, we'll wait for a tactical announcement. So we'll see what they say on the day. Cool. Same race. Uh, I'm, I'm going more along the insane pathway rather than mad. Oh. I'm, I'm going to go a horse who's going to be right on top of the speed. Um, don't be surprised to see Buddley Lad run a big race at triple figures. Ooh, a bit of work to do with that yard as well. Yeah. BJ Ryan. 
the Biff line as Chris and Nick will come up just for this one, you reckon? Oh, <laughs> dearie, mate. This, this might be a special. I thought you were uh, going to say Taxi No, no, no. no I, just thought, I just thought if Budley can get to the breeze, then he'll box on and run a checky race at a price. So, right. yeah. So, that, it's, yeah, map dependent. But if he gets there, don't be just surprised to see him whacking away late. Don't mind that. Yeah. Don't mind that. Just go and whack a Uh Lays. Uh, look, day. I've got to. Uh, I've got to put my money where my mouth is. Race five, number nine, a bustler. I think I'm going to be against the whole of the state here, but, yeah, 270 to me just looks poison. Feels thin to me as well. Guru? Uh, Advanced. Uh, I think it can definitely win, but I'm seven bucks. It's currently 3.30, so that's my lay. Race eight, number six, advanced. All right, I'm going to go early. Race one. Um... I think either Live to Tell, the favourite wins by panels, or Brave Halo at least beats a lot of good men home. A lot of good men is my lay in the first. $2.40, $2.35 at the moment. Uh, I think um, that's the way I'm going to go for my horse to get beat on the day. Oh, I like it. Yep. Yeah. We're just, about, we're just about home. Cripper, thanks for coming on. Yes, thank um, you. No doubt we'll try to get you back on for Railway Stakes Day. Yep. I think that if, if all goes to plan, that might be our 150th episode as well. So um, The raffles, maybe? Yeah. We'll I find- was thinking my little panel idea is back <laughs> off the ground. So we get like live six of podcast, us. Yeah. Yeah. Get Scotty, get Pistol. Um, Tommy, Ethan, well, we do like a, a little panel and we interchange in for the races we like. So you, you would have sat run race one and two out yep, a bit. Yep. Just mull in the corner, so chill out. People put their hands up to see which race they want to well, chime in. We have it pre-planned yeah. to some degree in that yeah. sense. So anyway, just a little panel. Panel? Hey, you love a panel. Yeah, I used to love that TV show back in the day. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Gleason. But yeah, Cripper, always, uh, always outstanding. Yeah, thank you. Have you on the one one? Just before I go, I just want to give the Crips Racing Service a little plug. So as we touched on at the start of the podcast, look, for me now, October through to May, if you're ever going to – Give this service a try. Now's your time. I just love Ascot. Can't pick my nose at Belmont, but look, just unsubscribe at the end of May. We'll worry about that then. But uh, <laughs> and also, um, I've, the service price has been sixty-six bucks a month ever since I started, but it will be going up to eighty-eight a month very shortly, probably at over the weekend at some stage. But I'm very appreciative of the people who have helped me build this business from basically being a bit of a let's see how this goes to what it is today. So they will be staying on the legacy price of sixty-six bucks a month. So if you want to give it a go, get in before the weekend and you'll still be able to get on that discounted rate. Very good. It pays itself back in spades, BJ. Mm, very well. good. So, now, look forward to... Uh, Daniel Cripps, the first person, the first ever person in the world to label a Chris Graham, Karen uh, Kersley winner uh, at Ascot. <laughs> miracle. miracle. A, he couldn't Genius. It. Genius. It? it was ab- absolute, absolute genius. It's yeah. not too bad. <laughs> Absolutely. One Shelling well peas, it did. One well too. <laughs> Got pressured. Didn't yeah. matter. Didn't matter, no. That were the days. <laughs> Carried down. <that. laughs> the good old days, dearie, mate. Um, uh, but yes, that's, uh, yeah, we're just about there, sir. Yeah, we are. Uh, thanks again, Crip. Always uh, always enjoy it. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll see you Saturday for a quiet one or two. We can align on, what do we want? Ginger Green all show between us. Done. We haven't done much aligning beside that, have we? Yeah. Oh, I've been a little bit wayward. That's okay. That's all right. They're the, they're the main two. I think my two options for the lays are your two best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear, that's going to be the way. That's why we love Ascot as well. The uh, the opening day as well. you got yeah. the, all the horses coming about. The difference of opinions, data, eye, etc. I'm talking shit here. Uh, well done to Michael Heaton for Zip. What a win. What a win, yeah. Right. Yeah, completely unexpected. I reckon there's got to be a, um, a vet of Scotty post-race. reckon he might pull up lame or the tongue. We might have got the yeah, tongue over the 
bits. We might it might require a wind up, Scotty. Up, yeah, it might be a wind up, but yeah. uh, he won't be he won't be happy with that. So uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, didn't all pan out from well under Michael, the first person into our uh, into our final. Brit and uh, Jay will go head to head in semi final number two next week, yep. and BJ until next week on the line one.